0: evening and welcome to reexamined with Megan Walsh. I am Megan's co-host Gino, and we are glad to have you guys back. We've been uh, on hiatus for is it one week or two weeks, Megan? I think just one week. Oh you're muted.
1: <laughs> I, you know what I think Never fails. About this, this uh, I'm like the one now every show. Uh, yeah, I think it's been about a week. We did that Friday before the Saturday and then we took it off.
2: Us. That's
0: right. So we're back, back in the saddle, trying to unravel this mess that they've created for the last 40-plus years of your brother's disappearance. Um, and by like we've mentioned many times, we're not uh, professional investigators. I'm not a professional researcher by any means. In fact, researching is one of my least favorite things to do. But honestly, this is such an important case, what happened to your brother. And it's it's just been this, like continuous web of lies and deceit to fool the public into something that never really happened i mean i'm not saying he didn't disappear and i'm not saying maybe he didn't you know get murdered or maybe he did i don't know but i know what they've told us is not the truth or at least not the whole truth
1: i'd have to agree Gino.
0: (laughs) i thought i thought you would agree yeah yeah i kind of felt like you would so anyway we're tonight we've been kind of i know you guys know that have been watching on a regular basis we've been breaking it down in little bite-sized pieces or at least we've tried to and going through some of the evidence that are in the uh justice files for adam uh we're other resources other people that are doing great research tonight we're going to use some of darla clane she said i could use her name tonight she's a good friend of ours she's done some great research also on facebook uh, so we'll be using a little bit of her stuff. We've got some other things that I've nitpicked from other resources also. But tonight we want to kind of focus on the connection between John Walsh, Megan's dad, obviously, and also a man named John Monahan, who we've mentioned many times on here, but we haven't really kind of gone into depth with him. And I got to tell you, Megan, I was a little frustrated before we even got started tonight because just trying to find any information on John Monahan is i don't know if it was scrubbed i don't know if it never existed i mean is it his real name i don't even know like because there is nothing on this guy i mean i i almost feel like this is going to be kind of sad but we're actually gonna to find out anything about him like you know on paper we're gonna go to his obituary (laughs) and that's not really like the best source i guess but I couldn't find anything. So this is what the obituary said. It said, uh, Monahan John F., a prominent hotelier. Ooh, I think that's how you say it, or hotelier. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hotelier. Yeah. And uh, meeting planner in South Florida died at his home in Hallandale on December 18, 2004. He is survived by his children, John, Michael, Thomas, and Lizanne, uh, Lizanne, as well as many, many friends. Funeral services are at St. Matthew's Church in Hallandale, blah 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 and then there's another one here this one's a little more detailed It says john jack monahan 83 of uh, punta gorda florida formerly of cliffsdale park new jersey passed away thursday october 19th 2017 2017 uh he was born september 2nd 1934 in north Bergen. wait a minute hang on a second <laughs> why is there two different dates
1: yeah is there this- are
0: I, this must be a different john Monahan. <laughs> see what i mean like this is really weird i just yeah. noticed it and, I, and i've read yeah, this like five I times
1: a, i think that one is not him on the right
0: <laughs> that's all right sorry guys
1: not him on the right scratch that uh um, and i don't but yeah i mean i want to i want to say something real quick that it is hard to find information about John Monahan and Revae Walsh, ironically. So the two of them, we have a very hard time finding real information about online. But I do want to point out the hotelier and the meeting planner. So meeting planner involves what? It involves like conventions of people. And that's what my father was helping him with uh, after he left the diplomat, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and started working for the out island board uh, in the Bahamas. So we've got a lot of talk lately of the islands with Epstein and everything coming out. And uh, if people would take a quick uh, search, look at a map and see that Haiti and the Bahamas and the Virgin Islands and all of this is all right in the same vicinity so when we're looking at that in in the context of nefarious dealings and trafficking and everything that we talk about um you know i mean guys how many bodies did the diplomat hotel or dead women you know in the hotel happen or cover up you know this this we know where where, what I'm getting at there uh, in the hotel business and world, especially at the diplomat. And then having these conventions of people come over where, you know, in the past, we've seen in in my other research and in, in, you know, the theme of things that, you know, bringing people over or conventions are a big, uh, you know, loophole for uh, eventual human trafficking. So I just wanted to point that out.
0: Yeah, that uh, that picture, that side-by-side, that's obviously the new diplomat. But uh, the original, I think it was built in like 1959 or 58 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so lots of celebrities have been through there, lots of politicians, some of the elite running through that hotel. And like Megan said, I mean, who knows what kind of nefarious operations were going on behind closed doors in those hotel rooms. Um, and, you know, like the general public, it's not like you're going to walk in and rent a room for, you know, fifty nine dollars a night or something (laughs) this was like the place like for the elite so yeah lots of really that
1: was not a cheap place it was definitely a place that had everyone who was anybody you know going through it and again that goes back to history i mean we have to be looking at the history of these different things like john monahan or the diplomat or the hotel industry um and and really be pulling from that um because we know that things have just kind of digressed since then or gotten worse not uh, hate to laugh about it but you know we we've, we've seen it emerge in our society even more so today so I think that it's also important to point out you know again this hotelier aspect and the fact that You know, despite the fact that my father tells you uh, to your face and tells the public, I was, you know, in the hotel business before Adam and I was making this big deal on Paradise Island, which we know is Meyer Lansky and CIA and at one point Resorts International, now Atlantis. um, And again, that hotel business. But, uh, you know, CIA and Meyer Lansky is definitely human trafficking and all the other kinds of trafficking well, it's drug trafficking, but all the other trafficking that goes hand in hand, which number one is human trafficking for right. um, to, to the nature of drugs and hookers. Right. So um, to put it briefly, but my point there is that, you know, again, we have my father telling the public that he was in the hotel business. He left big deals, all of it, but then the public perceives it somehow through the sorcery or the witchcraft, whatever we're going to call it, uh, that, you know, these are two all-American working class, no connections, you know, just random couple that had their son just mysteriously go missing by stranger danger, stranger serial killer. Not stranger danger, but stranger top serial killer (laughs) known to confess.
0: Yeah. Trying to keep Uh, straight. Yeah. I know. Um okay, so, you know, obviously the tie-in between your father and John Monahan, you know, the story goes that dad was kind of this lifeguard guy sitting on the beach and Monahan's son is out in the ocean and is drowning, your dad saves his life and Monahan kind of gives him, you know, a hand and says, "Hey, you know, I'd really like to have you part as my my business, I can help you out." And he's this I don't know how old your dad was at the time, 20, 21, 22, whatever, maybe a little older, who knows? Yeah, late 20s. Late 20s, okay. Brings him in and kind of, you know, climbs the company ladder, so to speak, and he gets involved in some pretty big projects, the building of a hotel. And, I mean, I don't know, you know, maybe that story's true, maybe it isn't. I've heard both sides of it. But the fact of the matter is Monahan is this character who's obviously a very wealthy man um, and very influential. And, We did talk briefly, I think it was two shows ago, about how Monaghan, well, it seems like he had his hand in some investigations at some of these police departments. (laughs) Like, you know, what's he, what is he doing running investigations or helping with investigations behind the scenes? Uh, He's not a cop. He's not a detective. uh, But yet his palms are all over it. His fingerprints are all over it. So that's a little odd. So. The tie-in here with your dad, um, and this this is actually on, this was on Wikipedia. I don't know if it still is, but it says um, uh, in 1979, John Walsh managed the CIA mob Paradise Island Hotel on Paradise Island. He was a, a hotelier. And then it says in the summer of 81, Walsh was an official with Paradise Island Hotel and Casino in the Bahamas. Paradise Island was Hog Island. Huntington Hartford, heir to a and Grocery Store, purchased the island and named it Paradise Island. Huntington's sister was married to spy Ivar Bryce, who lived on Long Island. His best friend was spy Ian Fleming, author of James Bond, and all four lived on the island at various times running ops. Huntington Hartford lost 80 million of his 90 million fortune, perhaps to the mob, through gambling or bad drug deals, and he sold Paradise Island to Resorts International, who Walsh worked for result resorts international was a CIA mob joint effort intertel was resort uh in uh, Intel's security force inter, 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 yeah. sorry international uh, security Force which ferried the, the Shah which is that's not Shah it's supposed to be s-h-a-h the Shah of Iran not yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah we're not two yeah. yeah we're we're two billion to Paradise Island the Shah tried to purchase the island but failed interestingly he died July 27th 1980. Adam was taken one year later to the day the Shah murdered over 60,000 people upon his departure from Iran. Is it possible that his royal, loyal royal guards in revenge plot kidnapped Adam? I mean, that's, I never really looked at that angle, but I guess anything's well, possible at this point. Well,
1: and I, this is where I also want to interject, you know, um, Reagan is famous for Iran Contra. So,
0: I, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. And that was right. That was in that bread basket right there, right from about seventy nine to eighty two, I guess was kind of when all that stuff was going on. Yeah, yeah that's that's interesting. Uh, and then, so you know, I was wondering what what is this uh, this company they had running their, I guess, security or whatever, right? This Intel In- Intertel, I think it was called. Right. Um, so I, I looked it up, and it's it says uh, Intertel International Intelligence Inc commonly known as intertel was a private security firm majority owned by resorts international resorts financed the establishment of intertel in 1970 as an outgrowth of crosby's efforts to keep the company's bahamas bahamas casino casino. free of organized crime influence
1: right So, so here so here we have a interior security company so we know about, you know, nowadays, internal affairs and all this. And where a lot of people are asking, how does that make sense for any entity to investigate itself? Uh, and here we have that, which to me sounds like a lot of uh, enabling of cover ups on the other end of it as well, or the potential for that. Right. Um, sorry, you took the thing down, so I forgot my prompts. But, oh, um,
0: I, I can put it back up. <laughs>
1: okay. It's OK. Um, And I I wanted to say, uh, oh, the casino, that was all the, you know, casinos are something that we need to look at and keep in mind here. Um, You know, it's not an obvious, but it is a big, big player in this, um, you know, resorts international and the casino business. And then South Florida. I mean, I was taken all over the world under the guise of, you know, family trips and, you know, business, trips and all of this. And one was to Hong Kong, where my father and my brother did disappear for the night, literally to Macau, which is, um, for those that don't know, is right off the coast of Hong Kong. It's independent. And it's uh, mainly known for casinos. Uh, and gambling. And uh, what we do know about what goes hand in hand, it's hotels and casinos go hand in hand, casinos and drugs and trafficking and hotels. So this is a whole little lifestyle, isn't it?
0: Lots of hookers, I would assume.
1: Lots of hookers
0: in <laughs> <From> that area. <laughs> so Some there's hookers. there's that. Uh, you lots know... of
1: beards. Lots of beards. <laughs> <laughs> Bearded hookers <laughs> for these men. I'll just say oh, that. But, and wives.
0: Right. Yeah. The uh, the hotel thing and there's direct ties with Resorts International, with Atlantic City, I believe Vegas, um, and then other places around the world, but. In Vegas. you know we know like i mean atlantic city is like a haven for the mob right so i mean if there's direct ties with atlantic city then it's i think the assumption is there was a lot of mob activity going on down on paradise island and i right. guess our our assumption and maybe i should just speak for myself my assumption is you know john monahan he was pretty high up in some kind of mafia ties now what his position yeah. was or what he was mob. designated as, yeah irish mob Um, I don't know exactly what that would be, but he was definitely calling a lot of shots. And if you're running police departments from the outside, you've got some power and you've got people behind you that are making threats.
1: Yeah. Also, it says that he's from New Jersey, which I find interesting because we know, you know, Irish mob and Italian mob work hand in hand. We also know that through New Jersey, uh, my is where my father's history, you know, begins not begins, but, you know, is significant uh, in his past with his uncles going, once the state took his his mother and uh, his uncle's uh, inheritance, once his, his grandparents died, the state and the attorneys, as we're seeing in a lot of cases nowadays, uh, completely took their estate, took everything, broke up the family, destroyed them. And so they had the uncles, my father's uncles had to go to New Jersey Uh, where they purchased cement trucks and began their mason uh, business, their masonry uh, supply business in in Auburn, New York, which is the Finger Lakes and where um, Joe Biden's first wife is actually from, the same hometown. Uh, So the connections are very interesting to observe. I will just throw that out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and that's interesting. Cement and the mafia seem to go hand in hand quite a bit <laughs> so especially
1: Irish I mean they love to like that Irish mob
0: mm-hmm.
1: buried people in cement so mm-hmm. um, and then here we have my dad's family pouring like I've mentioned before pouring the prison walls in cement uh, which you know for those that like to get into the deeper stuff you know that's that's like Dine Corp and CMEX, uh, what is it C-E-M-E-X uh, you know with the blood in the cement and everything rumored to be animal blood and you know for the Hmm. composite and it gets into all that kind of stuff but nonetheless he was they poured the prison walls and then my grandfather was asked to uh, attend the first electric chair execution there uh, which was on a Sunday and it was with the uh I, I said this on the show before as well but it was with the uh gentleman who developed the electric chair who was from project paperclip which we know you know is originating from nazi germany so mm-hmm.
2: the,
1: my my great-grandfather wow. was invited personally <laughs> to be in attendance wow. that first one so there's
0: there's a rabbit hole <laughs>
1: my God. and they were catholic and they were staunchly catholic so
0: hmm. staunchly catholic hanging out with nazis Former Nazis. Well, they're always a Nazi. Once a Nazi, always a Nazi. Yes, in my book. Nazi.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah.
0: that's an interesting uh, partnership there, or friendship that developed, I would guess, over an electric chair. Interesting. So back to the Paradise Island here. Um, so apparently the locals, obviously you live there. You're like, okay, something's going on with this place. And these were the rumors back in uh, that that time frame. It says, uh, why Paradise Island? The locals have a theory. It's a quite it's quite a fantastic story, actually, sort of like a spy novel and without hard evidence to back it up. It goes like this. Resorts International, which once which owns casinos in Atlantic City as well, has CIA connections. Its security operation, Intertel, was chosen by Howard Hughes to represent him. Howard Hughes lived for three years on the eighth floor of the Britannia Beach Hotel, part of uh, Resorts International. They still talk about his midnight swims. He would disappear. He would appear draped in terry cloth at 11.30 at night, surrounded by bodyguards. The armed guards would throw everyone out of the pool. He would have his swim and disappear once more back into the night, and the bodyguards trailing behind him. This theory, again, without any evidence to support it, goes that Intertel might have had a CIA connection while it protected Hughes and his interests. That Resorts International was used by the CIA to shepherd undesirables, and agents from other countries in and out of the states.
1: So I want to say something because the the reading that we had prior to that was mentioning James Bond, and it's very interesting because my father, growing up, has been obsessed with James Bond since I can remember. I was literally raised to be like a super soldier, crazy nutcase, you know, whatever. On the, you know, in that realm of being literally groomed and brought up on james bond and miami vice and quantum leap and these shows were like literally my dad's obsession but but why i say that is because it it attributes to a lifestyle a type of lifestyle and that's what i think a big part of what i talk about is an ideology or a lifestyle or you know people that live differently than we do so now, to go forward to that Bahamas uh, clip, you know, I find it quite interesting that they're backing that up. They bring up the CIA, which, you know, no one wants to talk about. But, you know, this has been the the what the common denominator, for lack of a better term, within all of this has been the CIA between the finders cult, between the origins with paradise island and the hotel and casino business and how they're used we also have blackmail that we know you know about and how that happens so i just want to put those couple things out there because the cia keeps coming up in all of these and then when we also watch like we saw clips, you know, last week and we watched, or, you know, last time we were on uh of the at uh, the second Adam movie, which is portraying my father after Adam is, you know, gone and uh the work that he did. And it's all I mean, I think Gino, you'll agree, it it literally portrays my father. You'd think it was like a police crime movie, you know, you would think that this guy was some agent that John Walsh was some agent with the government, and that these things were happening, and that also goes back to how we started with John Monahan being this, you know, cleanup guy coming in, and you know, we saw in his obituary his children listed, and we know where Michael stands in all of this in terms of carrying on his father's, you know, discretions, and uh, later being in prison for extortion and kidnapping, and uh like we went over last time the labruno uh evidence and and take on things where you know michael's involved and the head is actually found on his father's property which we know james had lived at my parents had lived at you know many john was john monahan was known for hosting people which what is that that's grooming them that's that's mm-hmm. <laughs> taking them under your wing and and getting them used to the lifestyle that you live, getting them hooked on it. So then they will, you know, do your work for you. Right. So um, I think it's all it's very interesting when we take these different little pieces and we put them together into logic and and, uh, you know, track records and history and things like that versus conjecture. All right.
0: Right. Yeah, very much so. So um, we've discussed Art Harris a few times. He wrote a couple books about Adam's case and comes to some conclusions maybe you disagree with, maybe you won't, maybe you think he's done some good research, maybe you don't, I don't know. Um, But he does have some interesting takes and he has done some interesting interviews with people that kind of were in the know or, or close to the know anyway. And there was this interesting plane crash that happened, Megan, in Colorado, and it was... (laughs) <laughs> i mean this is very strange it's going from miami or in the bahamas up to colorado i actually was from the bahamas to to uh colorado. colorado and there's seven people die in this crash um tragic crash uh and what you end up finding out is they're smuggling cocaine uh this is in in the height of the the cocaine era down there in my, in south florida and in the bahamas They're they're smuggling it back and forth and that, we've
1: read, that we've read multiple affidavits from police saying there was no tons. way John Walsh no. was involved in this. There's no way that John Monaghan was involved in this because, you know, there's no way that the police were involved in it either. Right, Gino?
0: No, 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 no. Everybody was on the up and up, Megan. They were all doing God's especially will.
1: Especially then. Especially <laughs> then. Like Griselda Blanco in Miami. Yeah. Especially then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That I mean you know that's the height of the cocaine era right and and we've talked really? about uh, just there's movies about it you everybody's probably seen them if you're interested in this kind of stuff but cocaine, I cowboys. St- a great cocaine movie. cowboys very good um but the interesting thing is they're so apparently wait, i don't
1: mean to interrupt you but who yeah. is it corbin uh actually was he made cocaine cowboys and he says that he was there at the mall the day adam was taken so anyway side note
0: I watched a couple of interviews with Corbin. Interesting fellow. Maybe he'll come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so okay, so this plane's flying back and forth, whatever. Well, apparently the DEA was on it or, or said they were on it, watching, and they, they suspected something was yeah. not on the up and up. Um, but now this kind a of t-
1: Japanese translator. Excuse me, I'm mean, yawning. Yeah, and
0: the the Japanese thing I don't quite understand. I don't. I'm not i, I there think
1: keeps i needed this underlying this... random japan japanese stuff that comes in little insertions here and there and, and and like i was saying about michael that we know he his john's other son that's listed as Tom, tommy monahan and uh you know god bless him but he's the one that definitely uh told me a lot of the inside of who his father really was and Again, it was very, you know, we've always had a kindred spirit because I feel like, you know, for a lot of it, due to the fact that we had these fathers that were being pillars of the society and then had this other life behind the scenes. So um, Tommy definitely revealed a lot and pointed out a lot to me. Uh, before my kids were taken and i started speaking up to my dad about it and asking him you know who's this guy you worked for you know the the funeral that they were talking about in 2017 i was at i was there <laughs> like we had the whole yeah. thing you
0: know. yeah anyway this plane's flying back and forth and i mean there's talk yeah. I mean, we were just saying how the cia was most likely involved in all this stuff so the cia
1: Colorado is another hub
0: I, oh. colorado absolutely and and i mean we know the cia's involvement in drugs all around this globe of ours i mean afghan just look at afghanistan right yeah. and so you know it's not surprising to go back to the late 70s early 80s that well i'll be darned there they are helping out right but the supposedly the daa is watching this the drug enforcement agency is watching the whole operation. Why weren't, they, why weren't they doing anything if there's, you know, supposedly this agency that's stopping this this trafficking of drugs and all this stuff, right? So there's this weird tie-in with that. Well then it crashes and you got seven people and um yeah. this article says seven South Floridians killed in the Colorado plane wreck.
1: One of them is John Monaghan's twenty-four, I believe, year old fiance. This yes. is after his wife has slipped and fallen on the stares uh and dies which again tommy definitely gave me another uh take because he was there in the house that day with the nanny we all have nannies it's very finders cult you know groom the children away from the mothers have them raised by other people i.e nannies other mothers Um, and he was in the house that day when, uh, his mother fell down the stairs. He looked over when he heard the thud and saw her laying in a puddle of blood and his father was actually standing at the top of the stairs. Um, so then we go and then he gets this 24 year old fiance and I'll let you continue. I just didn't know if her Age and that she was his
2: fiance it was actually in
0: this article. So I want well, to. Well, in, in this particular article, it says the dead were identified Friday as Kenji Bando, 30 years old, of Fort Lauderdale, Shelly Stock, 32 of Bay Harbor Island, pilot hey. Howard Saul, 29, and his brother and co pilot Charles Saul, 27, both of North Miami. Larry Shenfeld, fifty-four of North Miami, and Herbert so Myers. she was
1: twenty-four years yeah. younger than him, or something. That's what it that, was. That's yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there's this Alan Rivenbark, who um, apparently this guy. Um, it says it kind of talks about him a little bit in this this article, and it's an interesting tie-in with this guy. I don't know much about him, and I know Megan, you you don't either, but um, I was reading through some of Darla's information that she sent over, and this guy was um he owned like a um a lot not a lodge but um what do you call it like a a a resort i guess so it says uh i'm going to read down here it says riven bark was among the six men and women who who were killed on this craft a mitsubishi turboprop plowed into a ridge at about the 9700 foot level of red and white mountain about halfway between eagle and the popular Vale ski resort um But it it talks about how he was... i got to find that. I thought I had this pulled up.
1: Um, A plane which disappeared from radar Wednesday night after the pilot told the Eagle Airport Tower that he was low on fuel was found early Friday by a Colorado State Patrol pilot. Authorities quickly confirmed there were no survivors and began the grisly task of removing bodies, some of which were badly mutilated. It was impossible to find local or total people," said Eagle County Coroner. "There's always the coroners. I hate to say it.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: did it. we did the best we could and collected what we could find. Which is interesting that they say that because then we have I don't know if you have an article about, but John Monahan right. comes in with a, yes. another cleanup guy. Yep. Noted cleanup guy takes over the scene, uh, the crime scene, and is able to identify all of the bodies from this plane crash that's, you know, spewed all over the woods and all of right. that. Just I'm, uh, like identified Adam's head, you know. So,
0: yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. I, I wanted this Riven Bank, I think that's how you pronounce it now. It says uh, Riven Bank, a native of Long Island, New York, first turned up in a drug smuggling business in 1974 when he purchased a bankrupt race boat manufacturing company from vesco federal authorities believe Revenbank bank used the plant to build uh, fast scam boats to ferry marijuana ashore from ocean firefighters yeah uh enforcement the u.s drug enforcement administration files report meetings Rivenbank had with colombo crime family boss carmine the snake persico yeah. and lansky so that was that time with lansky you were talking about earlier and then um it says Rivenbank's last known ties to smuggling venture ended in september 4th 1981 when federal agents confiscated a ship and 20 tons of marijuana and arrested 32 men on long island so, so that's there... roughly
1: less than three months after adam goes missing also exactly that is ending his stuff um god
0: yeah, and then uh, this is interesting. It says um, Hallandale Hotel consultant John F. Monahan, who said he had been negotiating with Rivenbark to Riven—is that how you say it? Rivenbark, I guess. To pr- promote the ranch, was scheduled to be on the flight, but had to cancel at the last minute because of other business. After uh-huh. learning of the crash while in Denver, Monahan, employer and fiance of Miss Stock, went to the crash site in Eagle, Colorado. To assist with funeral arrangements for several of the crash victims, and uh, yes, he did identify some of the victims. And but isn't that interesting? He was supposed to be on that flight, Megan, and then for some reason, you know, I don't know. Work, maybe God's
1: work, work.
0: Work gets in the way sometimes, I guess. Yes. Yeah, work
1: gets work gets so in, in the way, way. sometimes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I thought like, that was just
1: like my dad really was at work when Adam went missing. You know. Anyway, sorry. That mm-hmm. was low. That was a low blow. But that was uh, too easy. I Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, I think that it's very interesting that he was supposed to be on the flight and then suddenly couldn't be on the flight, and then he's showing up to identify everyone. And you know, this again, this chest grabbing. Oh, I'm such yeah, a pillar, believe- and these are such horrible things that I have no idea about, and. Also, the boat thing I want to say, my dad has always, since I was young, been obsessed with and getting his friends involved and everything to regarding cigarette boats and Cessna airplanes, which we then I I don't know if Darla sent that over, but we do have some that Darla had found talking about, you know, the gutted planes that Mm Monaghan had seats taken out and
0: seats that were
1: flying back and forth and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this, uh, here's another article. This one was pretty good, too. Let me zoom Early in a little Lolita.
1: Bit. No, okay, sorry. <laughs> it was the pre-Lolita flight log days.
0: Exactly. Uh, so this one's the Sarasota, Florida Herald Tribune, and it says uh, it had to a UPI story published November twenty second, nineteen eighty one. Airplane in Colorado crash was being watched by the DEA. The story said the plane was under surveillance by officers monitoring a cocaine smuggling operation. A federal agent said, "said Wayne Valentine, chief of the D, of the DEA's Denver office. It is very likely, a very likely possibility, the plane was carrying cocaine from South America to United States." At the crash site, investigators had found 30 handguns, one holstered to a victim's leg, and 50 to 60000 in cash in the fresh snow, Greeland wrote. Greeland was the, um, the reporter from, I believe, Mobile, Al- Mobile, Alabama, that we had discussed many times. He was the ones that, one that wanted the case files opened up again for Adam back in 95. Yeah, I'm uh, supposed to have
1: a call with him soon, actually. Oh,
0: good. Excellent. Uh, he quoted Bill Bachman, the chief investigator in 1981 for the sheriff's office of Eagle County, Colorado, that when Monaghan arrived, he had a bodyguard with him that was a gorilla. Okay. Yeah. Monahan claimed and identified six of the bodies, excluding only a man with a Japanese name who was thought yeah. to be Riverbark's bodyguard. He made arrangements for dental records. He kind of took charge of the whole situation. That when was kind, talking- of un- kind of unusual said Bachman, he kind of took, <laughs> there we go, Megan. He kind of took charge of the whole situation. He seems to have a like habit John of doing John
1: Walsh that. kind of took control of mm-hmm. Adam's case in the Hollywood Police Department, which John Monahan had a very good relationship with the Hollywood Police Department. Also, we see the cocaine and, you know, we know from James Campbell and everything, the usage of my parents of cocaine and involvement with cocaine and people in and out of their house and different things like that. Which is what I was accused of, ironically. Go ahead.
0: So this Bachman, you know, he said that was kind of unusual. And then it says, Bachman added that as he investigated the crash, he received death threats by telephone. Walsh wrote that he told his attorneys he'd heard Greeland was planning a book, and I figured it would feature the famous John Walsh mob connection. He also wrote the Hollywood chief Richard Witt told him that Greeland and Dan Christensen, then working for the Daily Business Review were obsessed with a conspiracy conspiracy theory that I was a bad guy and that someone had killed Adam to retaliate against me yeah. at a meeting, at a meeting with Hollywood police, including wit Walsh wrote that he said, Oh, sorry. Uh, I want to know what you're going to do about this. I want you to tell the newspapers clearly. And for the record that I have never had any associations with the mafia that I've never Had my legs broken, I'm not a drug lord, and I don't have any drug-related associations. And that, and who would know better than the Hollywood police, that John Walsh and his family have nothing to hide. Nothing. (laughs) Uh, Just before the judge ruled, Witt told the press, John Walsh is looking for some kind of unequivocal statement that says neither he nor his wife had any part in the death of their son. I don't know why they want that but they are emotionally upset by certain members of the media pursuing a poor man's Oliver Stone-style plot. How
1: oh, ironic, suits... Oliver Stone. Go ahead. Uh-huh. He's, it's all the same names, same players. Sorry, every keeps coming up. Go
0: ahead. At the suit's initial hearing, Walsh wrote, what I really wanted to get across to everyone was one simple thing, that I wasn't trying to keep the case file closed to hide some horrible dark secret. My wife and I, as I had always said, had nothing to hide. The reason, the only reason, that we were fighting so hard against the press register was because we were trying to keep Adams' case from being lost. Okay, now that contradicts several documents we read over the last couple weeks because it wasn't about it being lost. They were worried it was going to, before, at least what they were saying to the press, was we're worried it's going to mess up any further uh, evidence that might um, indict somebody where we might actually find the murderer, which made no sense to me at all. I don't understand how that would hinder an investigation for future you know, reference for a supposed I mean, killer. I the facts that...
1: don't change. The, the truth doesn't no. change. The facts don't change. Evidence doesn't change, if you have it or
0: not. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, when Witt when told Walsh on his decision to duplicate the case file on microfilm and sell copies because the police had so many requests to see it, Walsh said he told him, you're giving it up on a capital murder case, and you are denying my family's justice. He yeah. also... He also quoted his attorney George Turwilliger. Ter, uh, since when do police put files on microfilm for scumbag journalists? <laughs> There's that scumbag.
1: Scumbag. It's scumbag. funny because Turwilliger, is a very like random last name. And I actually grew up with a girl. You know, we had the same thing in my school. We have a lot of the same. Uh, oh. And when you grow up and realize her father was or that they're connected i just think it's a very unique last name and then to know that i grew up with people that then i start to realize you know their parents were ex-drug traffickers and you know all the people that my friends were or my parents excuse me were friends with or that i went to school with um or in this again this lifestyle right like the private right. school the smut bureau beach um You know, again, we have the head was found in Vero, the head of what was found in Vero, the head of operations? I mean, the head of what is found in Vero? Because we do have cocaine cowboys happening. We do have drug busts and everyone getting found out in Miami at that time. So would a possibility be that you want to move your operation north and you all can have your kids and put them in private school and live off your drug money? I mean, we had my dad, one of our, my dad's good friends, um, uh, uh, John Sherry was his name, uh, and he had a wife and, and two girls that I grew up with, and we would play all, to, all the time together, and suddenly we start being told that he's gone missing and he's missing he's missing for all these years the wife's in on it she's having it's interesting when they took my kids that they suddenly my daughter told me that my parents were having lunch with um with uh jonathan share john sherry's uh wife right and uh so it's these same players it's the same group of friends all of this and and we thought for probably a decade his daughters included that this man was missing and had just gone missing one day when actually we ended up finding out later that the entire time he had actually been in federal prison and they all knew that.
0: Oh my God. Wow. The guy behind
1: on the, on the Island that we live on right now that my parents live on, I grew up with a kid whose father had a water airplane, a seaplane that would be landing behind our house and would be bringing in cocaine. And I, you know, told my father about it, obviously. And he said, like he always says, don't worry about it.
0: Now, you know what happened to the other reporters, Greeland quoted Rex Conrad, the attorney who had defended Hollywood Mall against the Walsh's Greeland quoted another attorney in the case unnamed. Something has stopped efforts to really get this from the beginning. Walsh wrote that he was concerned that some of the original evidence might not have made it into the case file. He said Joe Matthews told him he'd submitted polygraph charts of when he'd cleared both Walsh and Campbell, but he knew yeah. they weren't placed in the file as evidence. Where,
1: Who knew that else, Wait a minute, wait. Gina, where are you yeah, looking? Yeah, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> wait a minute. So let, I got to read that again, just so I'm clear. Yeah, something please. has stopped. Okay, this something has stopped efforts to really get this from the beginning. I think that's an interesting statement uh, yeah. from the attorney. Uh, and then Roche Walsh, Walsh, Walsh wrote that he was concerned that some of the original evidence might not have made it into the case file. He said Joe Matthews told him he'd submitted polygraph charts of when he'd cleared both Walsh and Campbell, but he knew they weren't placed in the file as evidence.
2: Which
1: we've reviewed those, haven't
0: we? We have. We sure have. Those
1: extensive, grueling polygraphs.
0: I don't know how he got through it, honestly. I mean, like I the really sweat haven't. on his brow must have been just like pouring off, like that, that uh, meme you always see from the guy from airplane where it's just yes. pouring sweat. The
1: five questions? <laughs> yeah, I know. No.
0: Just difficult, difficult.
1: Did you know about it? No. Were you involved? No. Do you know? No. Are you innocent? Yeah. Okay.
0: it's uh, grueling oh my gosh who knew what else might get lost or even removed how would anyone ever know so i wonder if um i wonder if your dad apologized after this saying gosh it was in the records i'm sorry did that ever come out yeah
1: greeland didn't get the whole story he apparently wait you moved
0: it yeah my stupid cursor got there we go that's okay
1: He apparently never visited the Broward medical examiner's office. And although he wrote, he gazed intently at Adam's missing picture. He called him snaggle tooth. They're saying Greeland or Monahan.
0: I think they're saying Greeland. It's like, yeah, because it says Greeland didn't get the whole story. He apparently never visited the Broward medical examiner's office. Yeah.
1: I uh, and, yeah, it,
0: you don't have to
1: I mean, you know, through the coroner's reports. I mean, that was one of the first things that led me to question stuff was the missing autopsy reports and the missing coroner work uh, between the two counties was a huge problem with Dr. Wright and Indian River County, especially with my father having that late night meeting when he gets back from Good Morning America, where he'd been called right before he went on the show. And, and told that they had found a head, but then he was instructed to still, that's called handlers, by the way, to still go on and say that they were looking for uh, his son. And then he comes back to Bureau from that, and he apparently has a meeting with the coroner uh, in Indian River County who tells him, you know, this is Adam, it's some late night meeting, whatever that is. And he says, you know, this whole thing that my dad goes off on about how the coroner gave him this pep talk about, you know, don't let Adam's death be in vain. You can go on to do all this work and you can make such a difference. And this coroner is giving him this, like, amazing, yeah, pep talk on all the stuff he can do from this, you know, happening, which... To me, I will say the opposite or the, you know, the questionable side to me is, did they say they found this head? Did they realize that it wasn't Adam's head or knew that it wasn't Adam's head? And so my dad has this meeting where they're like, okay, now what are we going to do? Because it's all over the media. It's already out. You know, this is a whole thing. Okay, well, don't let it be in vain. Let's just keep going forward and, you know, do your platforms and do the agenda. Possibly.
0: Mute. Oh, sorry, mute. He, says a, he says snaggletooth, but he had to look it up. Your dad had to look up snaggletooth. I looked that up too on com. For a child, it's a tooth that sticks out, is uneven or is broken. That's not what the picture showed. I asked him, by then he was a columnist in Little Rock for the Arkansas Democrat Arkansas. Gazette. Yeah, there you go, Arkansas. By email, he wrote back, I don't know about the dictionary definition, but where I come from, snaggletooth means you're missing some teeth, usually the front ones. That's not what it means for me, but I don't know. Uh, I had a little trouble buying that completely. A mouth with a snaggletooth could have some teeth missing, but its main event is one tooth badly sticking out. Yes, that's what I would define it as. I did a Google image search of snaggletooth and found some embarrassingly asymmetrical kids' mouths like one with four front top baby teeth gone and only one adult central incisor in. And that one completely. And one that had a single adult central incisor, diagonally broken. Note to those kids, don't let these pictures be seen by college admission. Oh, gosh, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> this isn't, uh, this
1: is really wild about this snaggle gin, Yeah, yeah. Searching. Wow, that's incredible.
0: But what could fit the dictionary's definition of snaggletooth is the Hollywood police crime scene picture of the found child that I called yeah. bucktooth. Was yeah. it possible that Hollywood let Greeland see that picture and he just didn't want to tell me? When he wrote that Adam, when he wrote that Adam in his missing picture was snaggletooth, did that suggest his confusion as to whether the bucktooth snaggletooth picture of the found child matched Adam Walsh? He hadn't challenged the police on the identification and who knows maybe never even questioned the identification to himself so instead did he force the word snaggletooth onto the missing picture to which no. it didn't fit
1: no he didn't the hmm. the head that the discrepancy with the head is that adam's pictures the baseball pictures and everything that were allegedly taken weeks before Oh, sorry. I'm looking down and I see cocks again. It's everywhere. Okay. So, um, the, the thing there is that, you know, Adam's teeth are missing. His two front teeth are missing prior to, uh, him being taken, right. Recently missing. And then the head that is found actually has the, one of the front teeth is halfway out. The one of the tooth is, is halfway out, uh, of the gum, which uh, Arthur J. Harris is one that talks a lot about that, and and did the research, you know, and questioned different people about, you know, do your teeth grow post post uh, excuse me post mortem, uh, you know, things like that, which they do not. So um, it's been a big, you know, this the tooth uh, is a big is actually a, a significant part of it because it was present in the head that was found versus Adam you know leading up to and when he was taken <laughs> not having those teeth um and then when we look at this you know just hearsay diagnosis that our declaration that this is adam's head based on a cavity in one of the molars which actually when you look that up it's one of the uh it is yep. the common it is the most, most common, common. <laughs> For a child of that age to get a cavity in, so this is a very common thing. Um, so again, there's there's a big question, and then like we brought up last week about Tammy Gilly and and some other cases in Indian River County, um, but specifically hers with her son, uh, talking about you know that they gave the remains, you know, his body, and it was missing feet. And when she asked for the feet from Indian River County, the same sheriff's department, the same county, that she was actually given uh, feet that were not her sons when she had them DNA tested later. So, um, and, then the, and then the sheriff's department will say, well, we train cadaver dogs, so we have cadavers and we have you know access. So we know by their own admission that they have access to, to body parts. I hate to say it like that. Um, so that's a, that, that actually is a, a big point of contention and, and questioning in Adam's case.
0: Yeah. And how do you have access to just go into the morgue or wherever they're keeping the body parts and just take what you want? Like who well, clears that?
1: You, you definitely do. If you are a canine and you are, you know, you already as a department have access to cadavers you know, for training purposes and things, then that's not that.
0: But to take them out and give them to somebody and say that it's their child's feet. I mean, like that seems.
1: We're talking about corruption here. We're not talking about normal things. I think that people have a hard time, not you, but delineating, you know, I think I got called a neo hippie last week on (laughs) Twitter because, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, Accusing me of being anti-cop, which I'm absolutely not anti-cop. I love police. I freaking love police. I should have been a detective. I love the police. I hate corruption, Corruption, and I will never stand for corruption, especially in policing, so... You know i i'll just leave it at that i don't
0: know how. well it's not right. hard to figure out i mean no look of course we love cops i don't want anarchy <laughs> if we, no, we have, if, if no the, one's protecting us. us we're in a lot of trouble but you know when they're when the people that are supposed to be protecting you are hiding crimes and committing crimes themselves we have a problem and we have a justice system that doesn't serve justice i mean there's, no there's two two tiers of justice one for them and none for us so you know yeah. it's like that's that's where we're at and you know and this is just another example of how many things went wrong here or intentionally wrong where eventually you, you just got to say well wait a minute do we even know what really happened to poor adam I mean that's right. that's really the million dollar question I mean we don't know
1: well and that's the fact that at. in modern society we know that law enforcement and child protective services are the ones taking and trafficking children um and then the whole I mean, the finders cult was Florida and Virginia, and everything mm-hmm. that we lived in Virginia. We lived in Florida. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> they had their warehouse outside of Washington, D.C., which is Alexandria, is where the International Center and the National Center are, um, their headquarters are. Um, you know, when you correlate all of it together, it's a it's a much bigger picture than anything that the stories have told, right? Maybe that's right.
2: The
0: way to put it. Yeah, is that where the farm is? Isn't that in Virginia where they they train everybody? I think they call the it what? the farm. I think they call it the farm. That's where they they train all yeah, the, the farm. Uh, agents. Yeah,
1: right. Like, uh, yeah, Langley right. and stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Finish up this article. It says, uh, but what could what could fit the picture's def- definition of Snaggletooth? is Hollywood. Pl- oh, we already read that. Sorry. Uh, this would be an allu- an illustration of cognitive dissonance, which, yep. Yep. Uh, which a financial writer James Montier, eloquently defines as the mental conflict that people experience when they are presented with evidence that their beliefs or assumptions are wrong. In cognitive dissonance situations, people at least initially tune out the evidence and hold to their yes. previous beliefs. Of what or or what passes. For the previously established truth, when Greeland wrote in 1995,
1: what everyone, is, what everyone is doing about John Walsh I, and exactly. case and everything now. So, uh, cognitive dis- dissonance is something that I heavily studied and was trained in, actually through tra- you know in trauma recovery and and all of that. But it's happening on a mass scale. So I want to take the opportunity to say that. Thank you,
0: Jamie. Well, not only that, it's rampant. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. It's in everything. It's you, you, yeah. Yeah. You can't can't escape right now. Uh, when Greeland wrote in 1995, he didn't have benefit of the full file, including Cox's preliminary autopsy report. But years later, oh. I did because because of Greeland and the willingness of the Mobile, Mobile Pre- Press Register to initiate a public records lawsuit.
1: Cox is everywhere. Cox Medical. Mm-hmm. Cox everything. It's everywhere. Even the person, Lily Adam, that says that they're Adam and Alive has brought up off-the-cuff Cox medical hmm. he has the names he has everything of who uh experimented on him who gave him the hormones to transition all of it all through interesting medical. yeah
0: yeah and we did cover that i don't know three or four shows ago when we were going over some of the evidence and wasn't he was he older at that time too i think he was like in his 80s or something at the time he was doing this like, I don't know. It yeah. does seem like a lot of these coroners and, uh, you know, guys doing autopsies, it, it seems like a lot of them are just like, shouldn't they retire? Like, I mean, I'm, it seems like they probably get paid pretty well. At some point, they should retire. But it seems like these guys stick around till they're like in their 80s and 90s.
1: Well, I mean, which, a coroner has a lot of power, actually, yeah. you know, if you think about it. So, you know, that's, a, that's, that's m- a great position to be in.
0: Oh, yeah. If you're bought and paid for and you're the coroner. Yeah. yeah. And they're just... Pain, giving you tips, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, especially yeah.
1: if you if you're in like Pasco County, uh, Florida, like Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito. If you're in Indian River County, like Adam Walsh. If you're, you know, it's it's amazing how this happened. Colorado Ramsey and you know all that. It's it's amazing when you're the coroner.
0: Yep. Okay, let's get into, um, this is going to be a short show, guys. We, we're trying to keep this one around an hour. We're already at an hour, so it's going to run a little bit longer. But I wanted to read through these. This was uh, the Hollywood Police Department's interrogation or interview with uh, William Harold Collins. And apparently this guy was the boss at Gulf American Land Corporation. I had to look it up, so here's... Oh, Bill. Here's what it, this
1: is good old Bill. Bill, huh? Bill, Collins? yes. Yep
0: bill Again, um, connected but,
1: to finders called allegedly Go ahead.
0: yeah and so golf american let me zoom in a little bit so you guys can see this
1: and john walsh said don't worry about this guy
0: yeah i this is this is kind of funny actually i can't believe this actually happened but it says uh gulf american land corporation was a land development company in florida founded by brothers leonard and jack rosen during the late 50s and 60s galc was the largest land sales company in the united states the company is noted for its role in the development of cape coral florida and pioneering the sales method of installment land purchases in the late 60s galc sold 173,000 square miles of swamp land (laughs) dubbed golden gate estates to about 40,000 buyers. Many buyers bought plots that were still underwater. They paid for them in monthly installments and acquired ownership of their properties when their payments were complete. Gulf American built 183 miles of roads and 813 miles of flood control canals, advertising Golden Gate Estates as semi-improved land. Though there were no utilities or public services, the fill resulting from digging flood control canals was used to raise the land level to comply with minimum building elevation legal requirements. The canals yeah. drain 233 billion U.S. gallons of freshwater a year. So anyway, you see, this is kind of a shady operation going on.
1: Well, we have this repeated actually in Indian River County. So if people look, Indian River County also includes Fellsmere, Florida. And if people look into the, uh crimes and reports regarding felsmere florida it's all missing people it's all murders that is also where tammy Gilly's son was found without his feet was in a property a home I, i brought this up last time that was actually owned by an old family of florida and they owned a lot of land out there and they've slowly sold off parcels um, which seems to be a big thing. My dad also did it with um, with Anheuser-Busch, heir Peter Bush, uh, that him and um, Kale and uh, Scott and some of these older local ranchers uh, ranch guys, they went in and bought Fort Drum Wildlife Preserve, which is out west of town of Vero Beach. If you look on a map towards Yeehaw Junction, it's about 12 miles from Yeehaw Junction, which is out where Adam's head was actually found. And they bought this wildlife preserve saying that they were going to make a community there was a self-sustaining community. Uh, It's very Masonic, actually. It takes after, um, you know, concepts from England and the British royal family. We have uh, Windsor is an establishment in Vero Beach that has already done this. They have their own post office. They have their own general store, um, all of this. And that was started by Galen Weston, who is a huge, you know, English uh, connected to royalty uh, investor. He actually owns Abercrombie and Kent um travel agency which is known for their uh large you know the uh, game hunting and going to Africa and the tours and and they they arranged every tour that we went on in Morocco and Australia and Hong Kong and China and everywhere that we went Abercrombie and Kent was arranging these tours so they had already established Windsor over on the Barrier Island in Vero Beach in Indian River County which the Barrier Island is actually a um, private entity. So um, everyone that lives on the barrier island is not subjected to, you know, the the laws and jurisdiction of, uh, you know, the county or the Indian River, you know, declarations, if you will. So they have that. And, and then I digress. My The ranchers bought Fort Drum Wildlife Preserve out there, and they were saying that they were going to do the same thing. They put up a trailer, they put up You know, the whole sales pitch, everything for all these homes you could buy. And then they said all of a sudden, oh, the market crashed. We can't do anything with this. So we're going to parcel it off. And what they did was they ended up selling the majority of it to uh, Florida Power and Light. And they said, oh, we thought it was going to be this solar farm, all this great stuff. And really what's there now is a huge plant with huge steam coming out of it and all this craziness. And it looks like a border town. I mean, the parking lot has hundreds and hundreds of cars in it. Um, And they each kept a small 40 acre lot for themselves. So um, going back to then Felsmere, as I was saying, with the crimes and the missing people and oh, all these drug, you know, chicks and everyone go missing and then they're found in Felsmere. Uh, this goes back to the article that you just read regarding this semi, you know, this marsh type land where everyone here, or you know, that isn't in the know thinks that Felsmere is really just this like farm land and area and, you know, there's a lot of immigrants there and things like that. But really, if you keep going west, it turns into marsh and Everglade, uh, you know, landscape where you have to take airboats, you have to take, you know, that you can't just walk out there, or drive out there. Um, which why I say all this is because ultimately, it's a great dumping ground. Uh, there's alligators out there, there's plenty of stuff that um, we've even had rumored, you know, tra- ex trafficked individuals come out and say that, you know, they were used in porn films out there in canoes while remains were being dumped to the gators. I mean, crazy, crazy things. But nonetheless, we have these dead bodies coming up in Felsmere, which is very much like that. And when you look at the land allotments um, along the line of where it does turn into marsh, um, it is a land conglomerate. It's an Indian River County a land conglomerate. So people can the same type of thing where people can buy parts of it and be part of this conglomerate, if you will. And it's a very, very shady, uh, dealing.
0: Yeah. Shady for sure. Yeah. So we see it repeated Is my point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, all right, well, I'm glad you brought all that up because that's very important. So this Harold Collins, Bill Collins, uh, he's being interviewed by the Hollywood police department and He's a boss at this sham of <laughs> business called Gulf American Land Corps. and yeah. uh, I don't. There's some very interesting statements that he makes in this. Uh, did you want to read it, Megan, or do you want me to?
1: Uh, I can. That's fine. Uh, okay. Why would why would she believe that the guy that owned the plane now this now this is I'm getting this all from her. The guy that owned the plane was a friend of Winnix and Monahan's. How he wouldn't touch, how he was so straight he'd been offered 92 drug deals him and his brother Turn them all uh, turned them all I think down is what she means wouldn't touch it wouldn't have anything to do with it. Ah we had some planes we bought a plane the company and all. which company are you talking about? Sun Country Resorts. Your company with John Monahan? yeah and John owned the company. I was only paid a percentage. Ah, at one point, John, I was out of town. I was on vacation, I was in Europe. My wife and I went to Europe for a two week vacation, which is funny because it said that John Monahan paid for my parents' honeymoon, which actually the main point of that, that they always focus on is how they were in the South of France, which anyone that's paying attention to what's going on currently and where things are stationed and things are going on the South of France is very significant. Um so he says uh, I was in Europe my wife and I went to Europe for a two week vacation went to England and Ireland It's the same patterns guys came back and I remember the girl in the office said something you ought to take a look at this and they were bills cuz I paid all the bills for the airline I wrote all the checks and ah uh, what the hell is this DC3 John traded the Queen Air in on a d dc3 i said what the hell are we going to do with a dc3 she said well he's going to charter it back and forth between the property in eleuthera for touring this is and it's eleuthera spelled with an e so i don't know what they're doing but anyways um i went out to the airport and the seats had been taken out of the dc3 well, you know, why did you, well, you know, why do you take the seats out of a DC-3? You don't have to be a genius to figure that out. I was right about then that Howie and his brother quit working for, it was right about then, excuse me, that Howie and his brother quit working for Monaghan and didn't want anything to do with him. Now, Howie would have told me if he'd been offered a deal by Monahan. So I'm firmly convinced Monaghan didn't offer him any kind of a deal or get involved in anything, because Howie would have told me. We were very close. Ah, but Monahan called Howie and said that he had a business acquaintance that had just bought a a jet and needed a pilot, an an engineer, whatever. And Janet told me they wanted to double check and make sure this guy was clean, because they didn't want to get involved in anything. Monahan guaranteed them that they were as clean as can be. And as it turns out, Janet tells me uh, she overheard some conversations and some recordings on the telephone machine and something that would point that this guy was as dirty as could be and that he was a Coke dealer. He supposedly had a coffee plantation in Columbia, which Columbia will come up very much the the cases that I brought forward to my dad behind the scenes dealt with Columbia. The people that my brother has been involved in through the music industry are, are connected directly to Columbia. Um, my son's father and the stuff that I had found under Kanye West was cl- connected to Columbia. So all this is Columbia here. Nobody has a coffee plantation in Columbia today, but ah, so she became convinced that there was foul play and the whole thing. Monaghan was supposed to be on that plane, and at the last minute changed his plans. He decided to fly out with another hotel guy on a scheduled carrier, but I understand Monaghan's girlfriend was on the plane, so why would you put your girlfriend on the plane and you not, and then, okay, I digress. Um, Sorry, I lost my place, so uh, hang on
0: so uh you know right here at the bottom sorry i had to move it okay
1: so uh, you know i heard all kinds of stories i heard what the hell uh, what the hell was it this guy had a japanese bodyguard who was wacko or something and they think that he went in and gave howie and charlie each a karate chop my dad always says that oh so weird or something because uh, they said they found a diary the story i got didn't make sense because they said first they thought it was either Charlie or Howie's diary. But it was written in Japanese. I don't know how they figured that. But the translation was that whatever the guy's name was. The owner of the plane is back into the drug thing. I'll have to kill him tomorrow or something. I don't know if that's. But she was firmly con convinced, convinced I think. So she tried talking to some reporters, and they became interested in Monaghan. Monaghan likes to drop names and all the mafia people that lived in Hollandale and Hollywood. He drops their names because he was at The Diplomat, of course. He was with Tony Plate, which is funny because there's another guy, Tommy Pooch, which is a big figure. He's a big down there guy and i was introduced to him later while his girlfriend model is all coked up upstairs on on exactly that um and uh i don't think monahan was ever involved in anything i really don't see that's what gets me like all these people are like oh he, he really wasn't i swear he wasn't but then there's all this but i i just said all this but no i don't think he was But he liked to drop names, and Monaghan was constantly going back and forth to Europe, constantly. Okay. But it was for business, hotel business. I don't like Monaghan at all, but I don't think he was involved in anything. People said, well, when everyone's afraid of all these people, of course you're going to say that, right? Right. People said, well, he was laundering money. Yeah, because he was, back and forth, flying back and forth. I don't think John would have carried those amounts of money with him or things like that to do that because it's too easy to get caught. But uh well yeah, that's why he's doing all these out island boards and he's doing all these, you know, conventions and all this stuff, right? You know. Okay. Exactly. Uh, but uh what about somebody that had a grudge for Monahan knowing that John was? Monahan has 9 million enemies monahan has nine million enemies so i mean you know that maybe went through two subjects talking at once the abduction of adam to get to john i'll tell you what if you contacted the sun sentinel i don't remember the names of the uh well i'll tell you what janet sosno sosnowski sosno yeah they spelled it out her husband's name is chris And they live in Charleston, South Carolina. She could tell you the names of the reporters of the newspaper, and they could probably give you, they were going to do a big expose on Monahan. Funny, they could find a bunch of stuff, but we can't. They talked about 50 people, 100. I mean, unbelievable. Because I had a phone list, a copy of a phone list that was Monahan's. Sounds like Epstein's black book. And it all it had kind <laughs> it had all kinds of names on it that were evidently mafia people. And Monaghan had been investigated once because remember years ago, Lansky tried to get in. So this is direct connections to Lansky and to CIA. This is not it, like peripheral whatsoever.
0: Exactly. Uh, now he, the problem with this last copy is whoever Xerox okay. it, <laughs> didn't get all the words so yeah
1: okay they wouldn't let him he came back through mexico he was arrested something his bags he had a telephone book in his bags or when they opened his bags he had a telephone book they got numbers out of blah 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 they got one guy in chicago which again that would connect all the human Mm -hmm. trafficking columbia chicago miami new york i think it was and And others, I'm sorry. And they were something him and they found checks going back and forth between this something and Monaghan and Vegas and Monaghan, which is interesting with what we know about Vegas and all the uh, how that's played out. They were for junkets and something. They right away figured it was something else. So he got investigated. That's when they found out that Monaghan hadn't filed I'm assuming taxes for three years and they did a big stink on that. But I think something, something likes to use names really. It's saying, I think Monaghan just likes Mm -hmm. to use names. I'm sure. Right. Uh, Something explains so you know how we came up with your name. I don't know what that means. You're most something that you're looking to get a divorce from. What's her name? Something in Lighthouse Point. Uh, currently contacted the Lighthouse Point Police Department who in something, something, something to us. OK. And she had filed a report with the with them regarding something about child, child abuse. abuse yeah. son. I think they're talking about Bill Collins, ex-wife right mm-hmm. now. So this is where, again, I was bringing up Finders cult. Uh She came out. And uh, was talking about Bill Collins and child abuse to her son, that he was molesting her son, uh, John, and that's why she divorced him. And that also she had found things that were very reminiscent of the Finders cult, uh, Polaroid pictures of naked children on skin, you know, animal fur rugs in a warehouse look type looking setting or a hotel, you know, some kind of a set, you know, behind them. And things like that, and then they went. The police went to my dad. This was 1987 when he had already been well established within the national, or you know, had established the national center. All of that was this fighter, crime fighter, and all this. And they go to him and say, you know, what about your other boss, Bill Collins? So we got John Monahan, who's allegedly, you know, involved in all this cocaine and and Irish mob and cover-up guy. And then we've got Bill Collins, who his wife comes out saying, you know, I think he's part of the finders cult, like literally. Um, And when my dad was asked, you know, then of course they go to John Walsh at this point and they say, well, what about your ex boss? And his direct quote was, don't worry about Bill Collins. Uh, So it says abuse to her son. All right. I guess she further told something officer up there that uh, you were friendly with the something at one time and not, and now that her son was allegedly abused by you, something, something feel that you may, that you have to look into you, that you something suspect in the Adam Walsh case because of your closeness.
0: With you the Walsh's you were, yeah. With
1: the Walsh's you were babysitting for the child and so forth. I mean, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm a little lost since it's all cut off. So maybe you yeah. know what it's saying. You that's, can that's
0: all you, I, that I, was, I, we don't have any more documents. That was the last one, but I mean, it, it continues or whatever, but that was the gist of what we needed to show um, that this guy, you know, he says, well, I don't really have a beef with Monahan," but yet he's saying all these things that are kind of showing that Monahan's kind of a douchebag. I mean, this guy's doing some bad things. He's in with bad people. He's got tons of connections. We know he's uh, corrupted the the police department.
1: I mean, you also have to think about that. I mean, if you don't like a guy and you have all this dirt on him, I mean, people, I mean, even from my own experience, people, you know, on social media people that talk to me, they're like, just let it all out already. Just da. da, da." But that's not how it goes. Like, that's Hmm. literally not how it goes. And. People can be in fear of their lives. I mean, I watched my whole, my children and my whole life be taken for even questioning this stuff, never mind coming out stating anything that I know. So, you know, we have to be looking at when people are involved in things, whether they're victims or they were just around it and they don't want to be caught up in it or they're afraid of retaliation. Those are, that's very, very real. And so, of course, when that's the case, they're going to say things that hint out the truth, but then they have to, you know regret they have to digress Mm -hmm. they have to say oh but you know i don't think he was any part of it despite everything that i just said (laughs) to you you know that is the cognitive dissonance that that was brought up earlier so
0: god first 11 11 says it's similar to whitewater and the clintons in arkansas this whole gulf american thing whatever it's called that land it is it's a lot like that
1: well, it is. And that's to show that these aren't like, you know, just, just these like wild out of nowhere things. I mean, these are all playbooks. These, these people aren't original. These are schemes to do things. These are schemes of ways that they operate, uh, especially when you're talking about mafia, mob and and drug trafficking and, and all of that. So, you know, again, when you ha- I don't You know, people have said stuff about John Walsh or, oh, he definitely wasn't involved. He was only an addict, you know, and things like that. And maybe that was that's true, too. But still, he's compromised at that point.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just his words. I think there's just too many things that I've seen and heard from him personally where he's i don't know if he's involved with the actual disappearance but he's involved somehow in some fashion uh and that's the reason adam is no longer around or at least we think
1: right like we've no yeah. i mean i i've never said like i think that my dad went and kidnapped my brother or that he had a part right. the murder or any of that kind of stuff like people want to kind of assume where it's it's not black and white this is these are nuances of situations that are real life and there can be a lot of nuances to real life um and and that's where i've always stayed i've say i've said that i think that my parents know a lot more than they have
2: mm-hmm.
1: said that they do over these years whatever that is i don't know exactly I, and that's what to me but I think to me, it's, that's col- not
2: in
0: itself. it's collateral damage to me. Like, I feel like whatever they were involved with, drugs, sex, all this other stuff, it was collateral damage. Oh. And Adam was the collateral damage. Yeah. And it's just this peripheral thing that's around them. And it's embarrassing, I'm sure, and all these other things. And they were trying to hide stuff. I mean, you go back to some of the interviews and, you know, you f- you find out about Campbell, like supposedly that was the first time he knew, you know, like all this yeah. stuff is embarrassing. Of course it is. Yeah. um but then you're tied in with this guy who's obviously tied in with the mafia the irish mafia and all the his other nefarious things that are going on in that company of his yeah. and you've got that aspect of it and then there we read last week or two weeks ago it was uh that your dad maybe had had stolen some money and monahan found out i mean there's like lots of little things and that are casino embarrassing casino
1: deals yeah yeah casino
0: ahead, deal yeah there's a lot of just <laughs> embarrassing things if you're uh, just a guy, you know, and you're trying to do your job, but you maybe you need a little extra money, so you take it out of the register or something, you know, or whatever. But but you yeah. get caught red-handed, and now you're you're in with the wrong person to get caught red-handed.
1: Well, and that's I mean. the whole thing too, is we know that my father moved down there from Buffalo, New York, and he after meeting my mom, and he was a cabana boy and he was a lifeguard and stuff like that. So what you're saying is like. That's also part of what I've always said, like, I think that my dad and my parents got caught up in a lifestyle and with the wrong people. And I think that given their backgrounds, which we'll get into in, in future shows, But given their backgrounds, their upbringings, the relationships with their parents, the relationship between the two of them and others, as we see with James in the house and my dad, you know, out, you know, as the police quote, sleeping with anything with legs, uh, you know, there it and yes, it's embarrassing, but nonetheless, you know, embarrassing is one thing, Gino, but when you go for 42 years, and you go to such lengths to keep the case files closed that anyone that has a different narrative, you know, has a different take on your narrative uh, that was put out through the media, uh, you know, that you are seen retaliating against severely and using CPS. I mean, how dirty to take children. This is all mob behavior. This is not, you know, we, we try to chalk it up to other things. And I grew up with my parents and my mother being this... You know quiet like you know I, I couldn't even describe it until you really look at it in the context of a mob type of situation where the wives sit by and they are cold as ice and the men do their thing and you know i'll stop myself from there but i think that it's definitely something to think about and that's what does make sense for me the way i was raised the way my mother behaves the way my father you know, moves and, and does all of his is, is very much more fitting in this context than a celebrity or a normal life, you know, context, if you will, for lack of a better term. You're mute.
0: God first said, and don't forget the same amount of the award was the stolen amount of a (laughs) hundred K. So the reward ironically was the same amount. Yeah. That supposedly got stolen
1: stolen yeah and a year later to the mm-hmm. date
0: yeah yeah that which was actually, interesting
1: which actually july 27th is days after my mother's birthday is the 24th of july so imagine what four, four, five, six, seven, three days later your son is kidnapped and missing and all this stuff goes on when you have your birthday which is a big mark and then i'm born not even a year after the taking you know within the year i was born july 15th he was taken july 27th so right. um in ritual stuff and in everything that that is very significant actually it's very creepy hmm.
0: so we got a lot of lurkers tonight but no one's commenting I, usually the chat's pretty active especially on rumble but uh not tonight so guys i i do get notifications okay. for comments when you guys leave comments after the show i do get notifications and i meant to put a list of all the questions and comments and i completely forgot so that's my my bad but i will go through it because (laughs) because i want megan to address some of the comments and and you know questions that are in those comments so if you are out there right now and you did leave a comment on one of the past you know seven shows uh and you want to drop that question or comment in the chat go ahead right now and maybe she can answer it now and instead of me trying to find it later. But I did mean to do that. And I've been like, just there's been a lot going on. So I'm sorry. I apologize.
1: Yeah. I think Um, that's also probably tonight, you know, we're getting people, people don't know when we're back and so I know everyone's getting back holiday and stuff too. So it's okay. No worries. For sure. So
0: I was just going to say leading into next week. I mean, I, we are going to cover your mother uh, speaking of her. That was a nice segue there. And so we're going to go over some interesting facts about her family history uh, personal testimonies from her daughter and some other interesting facts for buying a lamp. But this interesting scene that Megan found in the second, the saga of the Adam wall story, I guess we'll call it uh, Adam's song continues. This scene is kind of an odd X ex- or not X, ex- I It's an excerpt from the movie, but it's kind of an odd little thing to throw in to this movie and to be honest the whole second movie was weird to me it was just like you said it was almost like this thing of setting up john walsh to be this hero like this guy that is multitasking and he's doing all these things to fight crime even while he's still holding a job and keeping it together and as a
1: government agent is what government agent it's just very
0: very odd but then there's this scene
1: which is a family approved
0: you're mrs walsh I saw that movie about you and your son.
2: My whole family cried. Oh, that's good of you to say. Thank you. They never really told you who did it, did they? No, they didn't. They don't really know.
0: The CIA knows. I beg your pardon? But there's a whole file at their headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Strictly confidential. The extraterrestrials got him.
2: Ah. Uh, we have to go, Megan. Come on, honey. They're trying to cover it up, but they're taking the children. The extraterrestrials are stealing the children, Mrs.
0: Walsh. <laughs>
1: what do we have going on right now? I think that, like, literally yesterday, in they Miami. started their whole alien in Miami. Literally at the Miami Mall, the alien uh, invasion and the Nephilim. and.
0: They're 8 the- to 10 feet tall.
1: Wow, we eight to ten feet while wow, we have epstein list coming out which is not we all know the list we need the clients we need to see the tapes we need all that you're muted uh but how ironic i'm not
0: no, that, i'm not talking
1: oh, okay now how ironic that now in present day we have the rumors right of <laughs> the alien spook mm-hmm. will be coming out to cover the actual child trafficking issue and in this clip it That's says so stupid. They're the ones taking all the children. Yeah, it's <laughs> aliens over our government. Yeah, that makes way more sense. So I'll just. You okay,
0: know, Megan, kind of your mom. Your mom said, "Megan, let's go." So, do you remember when that happened at the shopping store uh, at the grocery I, store? I, or I don't.
1: I don't remember that, and I'm waiting for my royalty checks actually
0: for all of this. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. I, oh my I you gosh, know, I so... can
1: use them right now. <laughs> That's for
0: sure. So okay. Now, I know the conspiracy theorist in me, you know, is is this. Like, they always tell you what they're going to do, right? They always put it in the movies, and they're always, like... It's called like,
1: the logical thinking in me. That's... Why up.
0: would you... Why would you put anything about the CIA and aliens in a scene that a really family. had nothing to do with the rest of the movie? Like, honestly, like, if you watch that movie, there's... I don't even understand why that scene's in there. Like you this
1: is a family... You, these are family-approved scripts, Gino. Like, they... made sure that that scene was in it and then also that the scene where the family is calling my mother to tell them that they're adam's new family (laughs) and that he's happy and has a new bike or atv or some kind of thing we showed last week and that
0: was weird no she starts
1: (laughs) screaming no it's my child. What about the finders cult though taking children and trading mm-hmm. them around between families and what about the cult mentality and the cult ideology and then you act like it's this tragic thing so that you get more status in in the world or in the country and that's part of the finders cult ideology it's sexual gratification and financial you know gain and and all of this so i just find that very interesting and i love Gino, thank you for playing that tonight because I think that that's hilarious. Well, we've in. got the aliens now at the Miami Mall and uh, we've got Epstein with the child trafficking coming out and there's still the reality that it's actually CPS doing it in our own government. That's all still being covered up and cognitively dissonated. I just made that one up.
0: <laughs> I like
1: uh, that. And, and, uh <laughs> You know, we're here, Gino. Did we just, we maybe are. we didn't even mean to do have one tonight because we didn't realize we had arrived.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways, don't they say?
0: Chops over in Foxville said our milk carton photo is going to ever be a thing again. You know, that's weird that you said that, Chops, because actually before the show, uh, um Lindsay had sent, a, a friend of ours, Lindsay has sent me a bunch of information regarding... <laughs> milk cartons and i think that's i think we will definitely have to play that on a show in the future of the whole milk carton thing there's some very interesting information i was watching before we went live well Um, i think
1: that people need to remember which is coming up a lot but i want to remember remind people of orphan trains and that the fact that children were actually shipped through the u.s postal Mm -hmm. service uh in our history and that plays in a big part uh, to, you know, going through this. The National Center for Missing Exploited Children, their they're building in Alexandria, Virginia, which has huge uh, data and intel connections with Israel, back and forth. Um, they actually, the original base uh, first, excuse me, first floor uh, to the building that they have the center and the headquarters for both the national and international was originally a post office. Um, up until you know I think I was in college or so. So I want to remind people of just the different ways that children have been trafficked the orphan trains uh, and the domestic issues. I mean I I don't know I I mean I love that our country is getting so international these days but it seems like we've forgotten domestic (laughs) issues like literally right here like We want to save Ukrainian, you know, lizards that we've never seen, but we want to, you know, we want to negate that our American children are being trafficked by our government. And that's why we have a border crisis. I mean, you know, so the, the cognitive dissonance and the disconnect need to at some point meld together and start logically, you know, questioning these things. We're not always going to be right. We're not always going to be wrong. Um, but you know, it's not conspiracy theory. It's logical thinking. It's looking at history. Uh, you know, this is we all know at this point, the conspiracy theory is like the new satanic panic, you know, so. Right. And that also brings it around full circle as well, because satanic panic came out of this because of, you know, the actual things that were happening uh, by our government and the taking of children and, and things like that, which then we see the other cover up being this you know getting these fall guys these ugly guys and scary looking guys that were already you know uh, throwaways if you will uh and getting them to confess mm-hmm. to things that they didn't do uh when really it's the government that was behind it all along so like Otis tool and henry lee lucas so um and i think the uh the bringing in of the cia is very no one wants to talk about it everyone's scared to talk about it i think we really need to like get over that hump it's really weird it's creepy that we are and these are our agencies um you know and and we need to talk about if there's corruption within them megan walsh has a broken nose
0: <laughs> yeah i've I already answered but you know what this is ironic so and i love <laughs> i
1: have cancer thank you so I, I i told
0: i told him but here's the thing his his name is two in the pink. So I didn't see that one. Uh, Okay. Well, that just put it all in
1: context. Well, no, no,
0: he's actually, he says, tell her to apply ivermectin. We just talked about this or ingest it twice a day along with vitamin D. That's exactly what we were just.
1: Okay. Well, two in the pink. (laughs) I'm 110 pounds. How much do I take twice a day? Yes, that's. literally, I have, where is it? It's right here. I, I just got my ivermectin so and chops you know. also
0: said hydrochloroquine or general chloroquine should do, also I be considered take, yeah.
1: I do want to take mm-hmm. a round of hydrochloroquine so I really do um and chloroquine yeah I've seen I've seen the uh videos on that as well but I do for the for those guys thank you in the chat that care about my broken nose um you know, I really appreciate that. We're trying everything. Uh, they want to like cut my face apart and my whole self and put me mm. under to correct it. And so that's why we're, we're at today because I'm not going to have that happen. And also I want to wake up and live a long life. So, Absolutely. um, especially in the position I'm in right now. So, um, so thank you for that. I Ivermectin, we have been talking about it so, all week. So I weird.
0: Took it that was really weird. Yeah.
1: And it woke yeah. up like I was on New Earth the next morning. I thought I was in the <laughs> twilight zone. I mean my eye, not yeah.
0: like We do eye. need to ask anybody in the chat that has taken ivermectin, was one of the side effects like seeing white, like really bright uh, colors and <laughs> And it was almost psychedelic it was really Tricky, weird like, this, like i it was
1: i literally woke up and was like am i in heaven did i die <laughs> what happened? Why do it
0: I was feel so weird.
1: weird
0: but i didn't get sick like i told megan before the show my whole family no, was I sick was they had like tor- they had horrible they sore throats throat, throat. they had chest congestion and all this stuff i took it i got nothing like i it was never even a symptom so you know it worked for me uh, but also Megan, I just went back in my emails Thank to see if guys. I could find any of those comments and Ch- I, I'm going to butcher this name, but Chikachi, I think was the name commented and said, uh, was talking about the finders cult. And he says, has anybody checked out this website? And this is, uh, Timothy Charles Holmeseth reports. Oh, I don't know Lord. if you've ever heard, I uh, don't know who he is. never heard of him. So I couldn't tell you, but he says they he, he thinks that he's, he's talked about, uh, the finders cult on here somewhere, but He's got a, jo- I know you'd be interested in this one, Megan, the Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even say what's straight for me. Uh, Let's not go there.
1: No, like <laughs> yeah. why, why is this coming? We had such a good show. Wait, but he does have Jacob Wetterling on there, which is a big deal. And that's a big weird case where the father again is being hidden from having involvement in that case. The so Jacob Wetterling. Hmm. And I'm actually getting sent a lot of uh, independent work that has been done on that case as we speak. It's funny that comes up because I literally was contacted last week and I'm being sent a lot of uh, real proofs uh, regarding the Jacob Wetterling case and his father being involved. And again, I don't want to, I'm not saying that this is what it is, but we're seeing a congruency among these cases where it is very questionable in terms of a cult mentality, a cult you know playbook if you will for lack mm-hmm. of a better term and these very similar things between the McCann case between smart Wetterling gosh Walsh uh Eton Pats his father was a photographer he was one of the most photographed children um prior to his miss you know coming missing all of that so um you know and again for we we're spending time on Adam's case now and and for a large portion of the show because that's what we started this show for right and that's what's important right now to be looking at but we will be going into uh, you know these other cases to show the parallels, not only the parallels between these cases, but the parallels of these cases to the Finders Cult, which then would be parallel into our current um, child protective services model, um, as well as the setup of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, what that actually accomplishes today. The Finders Cult was trying to accomplish a network and a catalog of children mm-hmm. called families, which now we see the National Center, for example, having these catalog databases now, instead of catalogs, right? Um, and with life which, touch, DNA, and with, with everything, so.
0: Which reminds me of a video I have of your dad talking about how uh, legislation that forced the FBI to enter missing kids into databases. I think we played that, I think, on one of the earlier shows, but I have that video right here if you wanted to watch it uh prayer I'll warrior girl it. i have I, we will uh i have lost touch inside you with what has been going on with megan has she gotten her children back i have been praying for her. keep praying prayer warrior girl no she hasn't uh we have a very evil system that will.
1: running around having a ball still, still yeah.
0: doing his thing while he's out, you know, finding scumbags and rescuing yeah. other supposed children, his own daughter's children seem to be still, still missing and taken and by their own grandfather. No, I'm the crazy,
1: by uh, I'm the crazy yeah. degenerate, you know,
0: so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. And, you know, this is the other thing too, Megan. I like, we've talked about this all the time. Megan gets some pretty crazy stuff on Twitter. I mean, people say some of the just <laughs> dumbest stuff and rude things and they don't think what they're saying, you know, a lot of trolls, but if you've watched megan's interviews i don't care if it's on you know our show here or if you've seen me when i've interviewed her earlier or you've seen other shows she's been on countless podcasts countless you see the same consistent megan every time i mean and goofy, yet if you
1: yeah but <laughs> little
0: but we love that that's what we love about it but if you re, if you go and read the actual documents from the court and the social workers it's a joke they don't line up. It's a different person. I don't even know that, Megan. Okay? And I've known her for two years now. I can tell you it's not the, the person they portrayed her. So well, it's, these, it's not all these it's shows. It's not
1: yeah. Walsh is what I will a, say that. I don't mean to exactly cut you off. It. But it's not me. Mm-hmm. It's because all of the allegations against me correlate to what we have found through James Campbell's depositions, through the facts of Adam's mm-hmm. case, we have literally found, except for the one claim, right? What was the one claim that I was seen encanting sodomite demons out of my baby's anus? So that we still have yet to find, Gino. You know? I'm thinking that might be in Fairfax, Virginia, when my dad was lobbying and becoming this Capitol Hill guy. And my brother Callahan, who is now his legacy, my mother said that he had colic and she just would stare out the window all day long because, you know, they claimed I had post postpartum depression but really you know she was the one sitting uh cl- crying out the window and wishing she wasn't there and she's calling for me this is all from my mother's mouth by the way calling for me in their three-story townhouse saying Megan come here while she's rocking my brother who will not stop incessantly crying and she says Megan and I said no <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry, All right. I don't that. I think I've been this way from the get go, so I guess that's the point there. I wasn't <laughs> buying it from the start, but you know, it, it is very concerning. I will get serious about that. You know, my mom has. Over the years, always tried to project everything, and my parents very much have a, a level of Munchausen through projection of their own guilt and their own ways and their own, uh, you know, anxieties and issues and um, you know things like postpartum, which I, by the grace of God, never had. I that's the job, the line of work I was in was teaching like sacred birth, natural birthing, how to raise children, how to not have postpartum, you know, all of these things. So she did have postpartum after she's admitted it many times and talked about it. And my brother with this suspicious, you know, colic, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but I'm waiting to see where the, you know, sodomite demons were incanted out of, but every other claim against me, we have found in my brother's case, which we do know that there are fall guys. I mean, am I the fall guy for my parents? Like this is some pretty sick crap right here. And they're it's, taking it's my really weird. And, It's, it's so bizarre and I'm, there's so many, there's there's just so
0: many parallels of what they actually did and what you didn't do, but you get blamed for what they did do. Like that's, that's you see it all through this. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's
1: part of the domestic violence. It's part of DARVO. It's part of narcissistic abuse, coercive control. These are not that wild of things. These are very proven and known you know, tactics and, you know, especially when you get into the realms that my parents are in and, and whoever the heck they're up with, because it's a lot Mm -hmm. of people and it's a lot of dark people. So, um, You know, it's just wild and and we'll get to that. I think after my mom and stuff that we do those shows, I think we'll start doing the comparative shows of showing kind of what we found with Adam versus the allegations against me um, and things like that. Which actually, once I was in the courtroom and they're all trying to talk about this, I was looking at all of them like, maybe you all need sodomite demons encanted out of your anuses. I don't know, I mean, I'm here to help, I guess. If you're saying that I can do this. (laughs) which incantation is like witchcraft and I'm a child of God. So right off the cut, like that doesn't work either. And before that I was a Sikh minister. So, I mean, yes, if I, if knowing Gurmukhi and how to pray and, uh, and Mm -hmm. you know, Gurmukhi is, is a crime that you should take your children away from. Then, you know, I guess, I guess I'm guilty of that. But other than that, we see everything has happened in, in, the case with adam that i have been attributed
0: to you've you actually brought up the perfect word inversion everything has been inverted yeah and it's it's upside down everything's upside down and i promise you i i've seen it all i i understand what's going on and when you see it you don't unsee it you see that this is one big lie perpetrated to i don't know i i'm there's money involved i'm sure there's other things involved but it's it's a very sick thing that your own parents could do that. And and it's that's the part that's really mind-boggling because he's this huge crime fighter and he's trying to save children and they created NECMEC and all these things that are supposedly rescuing families. And yet his own family has been destroyed because of this. And well, that's- I mean, we, have, the,
1: we have to look at it. Oh, sorry, Gino, go ahead.
0: Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Well, I just want to say before I forget, guys, like you know, we have to look at a stream here. Like we just went over John Monahan with the islands and with Lansky stated they're out. That is CIA. So that's my father's boss. It's drug trafficking. Then we have the finders cult going on where kids are going missing and being traded. We've got you know, various options in that point right there between the phone call on the Adam movie to someone now saying that they're Adam and that they've been trafficked through and names changed and everything. But Finder's cult, we know through the D-class is, you know, admitted now CIA, originally computer Mm -hmm. op gone wrong, they claim. Uh, Really, I think it was for all of this and for state-raised children and the, you know, it takes a village, Margaret Sanger, Dr. Kinsey, Hillary Rodham Clinton, all of that stuff. Uh, and, and that didn't just start. That is a long-standing oh, concept that the CIA would definitely be involved in. And we're creating the finders cult. We've got Meyer Lansky and CIA connections. Then a child goes missing. Then we're questioning the head and the remains that are found in a county that is known to give false remains to people, even to date, in 2024. Or what, I think it was 2020. Well, not
0: only that, and then you're, Cameo, and then you move you. to the, and then you move then to, the to the place where the.
1: Town, and then my like, dad is taking over the sheriff's department, grooming the sheriff's a campaign to get them in. The old sheriff goes on the commission. Now. I just saw that next Tuesday, they're going to have a new meeting and they're going to have a great. Um, they're going to have a great little ceremony about another organization oh, right here in Indian river County that is passing this whole thing to, and to make sure Sorry, to ensure that human trafficking does not happen in India. And wasn't
0: that a faith? That's a faith-based. Uh, it's a faith-based organization.
1: organization. Faith Alliance. So it's got to like be that.
0: on the. It's got to be on the up and up. Reached
1: out to me. I mean, yeah, they're on the up and up, right? But they don't know what's going on with John Walsh. They don't know about child trafficking. They don't know anything we will be looking into faith alliance we will be looking into your funding we will be looking into your status we will be looking into the people involved with you and we will be hoping the best because we'll be reaching out to you know to inform you and to ask if you want to collaborate if you actually want to know the truth or other things about the human trafficking that has been going on in indian river county and drug trafficking for 40 plus years Mm -hmm. Um, And that is something that I did start talking out about and questioning before they took my kids and did this. And it's also something that they have a great track record in Indian River County and through the Indian River County Sheriff's Department for retaliating against people that uh, came out, uh, that come Mm -hmm. out or question. Of this, they they plant drugs on you. They they falsely arrest you. They kill you in transport. They beat you up in your home. The cartels come through. We have Deborah Cooney. Anyone can look up Deborah Cooney. Actually, was the woman that ran against the sheriff while my dad was campaigning against Eric Flowers, and she has on her LinkedIn and everything allegedly all the proof through the state admitting that daryl lore my dad's best buddy the last sheriff before their puppet eric flowers i mean poor eric like you're okay just being these old men's puppets right or puppet and um and and she had proven that he had been drug trafficking through his entire uh, sheriff's, you know, reign. And also what we haven't gotten into that I want to say tonight to remind us later and Gino that uh, in future episodes, we need to be looking at the sheriffs and the line and reign of sheriffs mm-hmm. in, in River county, specifically starting with Sheriff Doback, who, again, isn't it amazing that he happened to not be in town the day that Adam's remains were found? <laughs> I'll leave it at that.
0: I didn't know that one. That's new to me. Okay. Uh, Prayer Warrior Girl said, I love Megan. She is a warrior... Uh, the hell she has been through. God bless you, Megan. Jesus sees it all. And I believe justice is coming for you. I believe that too with all my heart. And I know we, I keep saying we're in a season of justice. It will come. Justice is coming. God bless
2: you. Yeah, I don't Thank like,
0: you. I don't like how slow justice is. I will tell you that. I'm, I'm I don't like how slow, it, but, but
1: I don't think that people yeah. think about what that means. Like I can sit yeah. here and talk and fight for my children and everything. But the day that this gets confirmed or the day that I see my own father having to face justice, I... You know i can be strong i've been strong through so much but you know th- th- it's horrific i i don't want to see that day and i also can't wait for that day for my children so it's a dichotomy yeah i <laughs> for me. And and in the same respect, you know, my life is threatened daily. I'm in fear of my children's lives and safety because we don't know who my parents are. We don't know what their mental state is, especially if they can do this kind of stuff. I mean, these are very, very serious things that, you know, I show up, I be goofy. I'm I'm myself Mm -hmm. and I try to make the best out of it because that's all we can do right now. And I still speak the truth. But um, or to the best of my knowledge and, you know, but I don't think that people really understand that these are real lives. These are small, small babies and children involved in this. And it also impacts countless others that, you know, don't have a voice, don't have a platform, don't have John Walsh, you know, kind of a thing. So but are, you know, being murdered and broken and exploited and missing because of, you know, these people connected and the entities. I'm not just saying it's just John Walsh, but everything that has come out of that, just like I will bring up Yeshua and Othello right now, everyone that's on Twitter, please go over and look at um, uh, Teachers Against Trafficking uh, is the page that they're on. It's not the handle, it's on the Elon Musk saves five, I think, but it's it's Teachers Against Trafficking um, as well as they do have a TikTok and a YouTube that is Teachers Against Trafficking. And they, uh, Yeshua and his father, he's the youngest federal whistleblower so far to date. And he uh, has come out about the fact that mm-hmm. my father, the National Center, Kamala Harris, Obama, and other players uh, did take him th- using Amber Alert, using retaliation on his father who was working with the, uh, with the DOJ at the time uh and uh and trap sex trafficking him from the age of 7 to 15 uh with very graphic details and and a horrific story i love them so much uh so please everyone go look at that there are a lot of other people coming out um you know it's it's not in droves because it is so disguised Uh, people are under threat uh, we've had a lot of people from inside the National Center come forward uh, with little things. We've had people come forward that have been around or worked with my dad. Um, but again, people are very afraid uh, to talk about it.
0: So over in Rumble, Red Chief said, Megan is beautiful. I agree. Uh God first God first 1111 said they'd keep it cult or bad guy to disassociate their CIA intelligence program and funded propaganda yeah uh, also could John Walsh also be connected to Mossad agent perhaps hmm. <laughs> tight lip on there um, uh, let's...
1: Epstein wait brackets and jackets brackets and jackets Epstein as a whole. Assad, media matrix. <laughs> Just gonna say, media assets. Listen to them. zombie, the Florida Boys, the Glow Boys, the Scott Israels of the world.
0: Love hmm. that guy. Okay, what right else there. we got here? Uh, Red Chief <laughs> said Kujan. Oh God, first. Um, On it, Megan. I'm off to research sodomites and Langley. It'll be hard with the State <laughs> Department cover <of> up <laughs> with the Clintons. <laughs> so good stuff that was funny Uh, yeah also got said because he is watchdog for all the online pedophilia imagine if someone takes him out how they'll have to hide again yeah Mm -hmm. good point yeah uh red chief red chief said honeypot of the most vile and deprived yes in god's timing yeah i agree all that
1: i even got honey potted through all this like this is these people are creepy man go ahead
0: is I real? haven't been honeypotted. I so,
1: definitely I, got honey potted. I so you know, got honey potted. In my yeah. trauma, they're so gross. These people are so gross. You can't do anything but laugh about it afterwards.
0: I always think about, like, what is justice actually going to look like when this all goes down? And it's going to be very disturbing, I mean, to say the least. Like, there is so much stuff that I know personally, but, like, and I've seen, and I know a lot of people out there have seen. But, Megan, you were inside it. I mean, you were. you've been in this for your whole life understand no. I mean like no. like well, I mean you were in the walls no, like I'm, of the I'm celebrity thing yeah.
1: yeah No no one on Twitter realizes that you know it's just <laughs> well, off the cut. I'm a bum off the street that dares to walk up to people or dares to... yes Gino I'm I'm being a wise guy cuz it's getting late and I'm yeah. spunky but um and I'm Irish <laughs> and my dad's John Walsh I guess so um but anyways um, good thing the
0: Irish yeah. isn't involved with the mafia just throwing that out there again that was my favorite quote
1: thank god he didn't keep start telling my kids over the year that they were in his custody before he adopted my boys that he was grooming them to get ready to move to ireland Hmm. so yeah Hmm. so that you know good old Cork county um where they were buying horses from that's a whole other rabbit hole okay i'll stop
0: Right. Okay, I'm gonna uh, play this video about the FBI. I I, I kind of swear we played this before. Maybe not, but it's about the databases because you had brought that up earlier. How? But um, what were we talking about? I forgot. Somebody brought it up in the chat. Uh, anyway, something about the databases. Well, I don't know, and but I want to something. Tracking children.
1: That, yeah, I want to say something to the databases just in general, like in in current times. I want everyone to remember that the National Center and the International Center have the world's largest database of child porn um in the entire that's what that means like in the entire world and And that's held on various servers that's offshore that's domestically that's everywhere so i hope that people are picking up on where i'm going with this um also snow white servers what gina what
0: (laughs) i just think it's very important at this point to mention hank asher because there might be some people that don't know who he is or how he was connected and his his whole database system that he came up with program that, and this is not a good guy. He wasn't a very good guy before the, yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah. he literally made the matrix. I mean, uh, I posted, if people go on my Twitter, Megan Walsh underscore, you can put in Hank Asher. Great point, Gino. Uh, you can look under the many posts I made about him. There's been many articles I've reposted about, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the data guy. This is, you have him to thank for your whole life being owned basically by data. And I don't think that people are understanding that that's where our country is going. It's police state and it's data, it's minority report. Um, it is predictive policing. Uh, it's, it's very, very terrifying. And my father is one of the biggest proponents. He's paid opposition to fearmonger you to get you to beg for it for more. Uh, he quotes on how you know he loves Scotland Yard I don't want to live in Scotland yard. Do you want to live in Scotland yard? No, you thanks. Know? I don't I'm desire, gonna pass. Anything, especially for my children. You say? I'll live
0: in my yard. I'll live in my yard. I'm Yeah, I
1: live in my yard with my fenced in yard. The, what happened to the white picket fence? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so we're there and all that. I just want to throw that. kind of. You stuff know, what's out interesting,
0: Megan is like your, your dad, you know, he gets the scumbags and he's like, throw away the key. They don't deserve to ever get out of jail. Pretty oh, much really? like that's always been his attitude. But yet Hank Asher who was not a good person comes up with this oh this awesome software or whatever right and it and yeah. and but he gets a free pass like he shouldn't be in jail forever because he oh but can't, Hank Asher like,
1: is the first one to tell you that him and John Walsh are good buddies since their Bahama days great friends. when he was a drug trafficker when he was a drug trafficker <laughs> and now he's a recovered know he's passed now, but he's a ever. Yeah. He was a recovered drug trafficker who never got in trouble. By the way, now that's a big, big deal when we're talking about Mossad, when we're talking about CIA, when we're talking about government. The fact that this guy can come out, say and self-profess that he was a drug trafficker and never get in trouble, never get anyone else in trouble, never be part of a case, nothing. But then he goes into TLO and he is now the biggest data guy, you know, and he creates the Matrix. He creates LexisNexis search engine. He creates Children's Rescue Coalition where he brags before his death and his daughter, Carly, still runs it. Um, that they have the world, the only uh, live time world map of every IP address currently in live time trading, creating, selling child porn. So, again, I've said, I've vocalized this a lot lately, but we have the technology to end this pedophile thing. It's whether it benefits those that are bigger than us to end it. And it does not, it doesn't benefit them at all. This is a huge money-making market. This is blackmail this is trade. This is making money off of data, services, organizations, new efforts, borders. I mean, you name it, it is a kid business. Not to mention our own domestic child trafficking of CPS, Child Protective Services, where only even, this is only even the reported statistic of 80, over 88 to 92% of our domestic child trafficking issue comes from the foster care system itself. But then the National Center would rather blame the victims and say, no, that's because they're runaways. The children are running away, so they're getting trafficked. Well, no nope that's blaming victims just like they do on everything else uh and if the system was so great children and they were being saved from these horrible homes and neglect then they wouldn't be running away from a system now would they so make it make sense let's bring this around let's step up
0: what you repeat for me one more time the in real time he said they're tracking People on porn sites is what, what I didn't hear what you said about that.
1: Uh, every they have they they claim that they have access or they have I they pulled it up for me when I went down there. Now granted, Hank Asher also is the one who was taking my dad, my brother Callahan, my dad's co-host, and his son-in-law, Carly, uh, his daughter's uh, husband. He was taking them on his private plane from South Florida to Haiti in 2010, working in medical tents because he, with all of his money from the data mining and all of this, he became a donor to Johns Hopkins and specifically Mayo Clinic, um, which are huge research hospitals. Um, And that's also where we found the AARP article about my dad having the deep brain stimulation procedure through the Mayo Clinic. So, Um, I can't wait to find out what doctors were in charge of that procedure. I can't wait to question them and let them know that the side effects have, uh, you know, equated to the complete demise of not only my family, but my father. Um, He's not acted himself at all. So anyways, I'll digress on that tangent, but it's a lot. And Hank Asher is... You know, it's like a John Monahan. It's like, you know, they're both dead now. And, uh, you know, they they left a, a big wake behind them. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The damage is done. That's for sure. Chop said that search tool and Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, TOR are not shut down. Apparently not. I didn't know that. That's, that's pretty interesting. All right. I'm going to play this video because this ties in with the database thing.
2: It was a long-awaited day for John Walsh from Florida, who has lobbied hard in the past year to make this bill a reality. The case of his six-year-old son Adam is still not closed. He disappeared from a Hollywood Sears store in July 1981, and after an exhaustive search, only part of his remains were found in a nearby canal. What Walsh now hopes is that this legislation will reduce the thousands of similar tragedies that occur each year. It's a tiny step that should have been done ten years ago, it will create some awareness. It will create awareness among local police and parents. And it will be the first initial tiny step in a tremendous problem that has to be addressed in a greater scope. Participating in the conference committee was the bill's sponsor, Senator Hawkins, who called it a great parental victory. Now the parents can now go uh, to the FBI and uh, verify whether the local police have put the child's and name her. on the national computer. And if they have not, uh, we have a letter of guarantee from the FBI, signed by John Munster, that it, the FBI will nice the child then in the computer. Yeah, so, according tail. to both Hawkins and Walsh, the importance of this direct parental access to the FBI must not be underestimated. One, because as of now, local police only report 10% of all missing children to the FBI. And two, because the first 48 hours after a disappearance are the most crucial. In Washington, Jane Peterson, Channel 4 News.
1: Yeah, for, they're crucial for a local effort. They're they're crucial for a local effort that can actually do something, not a federalized effort that is a middleman that will do nothing.
0: Just just. Saying. So God first said he couldn't hear it. Yeah, I, the audio is terrible on some of these old videos. Um, and it, we were talking it. No, right? It really yeah, didn't matter yeah,
1: what she was saying to me. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Way. She's a horrible It was witch. just. She's in the picture. Wait, do I have the. Should I do my off the cuff pull here like I do? Yeah, absolutely. And we've shown this before, but I'll get my files out.
0: <laughs> old fashioned.
1: Go. Yeah, I go old school. All right. Oh, look, it's the first one right here.
0: <laughs> what a coincidence. What there a coincidence. She is. Doesn't so it? Like... She looks so much like Nancy Reagan.
1: And here is Susie Struthers, by the way. Sal- who, Sal- Sal- to Sal- Sally. Sorry, Sal- Sally. Sal- Here's me. Sorry, I'm doing this backwards. I'm not used to the airplane, you know. Mm-hmm. presentation. Here's my mother. Here's me. You can't really see now on this because it's all weird with the background.
0: That's Here's better. That's better.
1: And I want everyone to know, what is this back here behind them? What What are those?
0: I don't know those are well
1: i'll tell you what they are they're cinder blocks underneath yeah. the white house why am and that's I not that's house?
0: not nancy reagan that's the other the senator no hawkins or whatever
1: it's hawkins and reagan i mean nancy was there this is hawkins mm-hmm. but i mean she was the groomer you know she was right there and everything hawkins was there and uh That's definitely her with the cinder blocks underneath. I also have a picture of the same day uh, where, oh, here it is, where I'm actually above ground of the White House in the same outfit and everyone's, look, they're, you know, grooming me. Come here. Oh, Megan, you're so great. Why am I here? Why am I here? (laughs) Where's the nanny then? Where's the babysitter then? Why am I here? Why am I then underneath? With cinder blocks, you know, over here. That
0: is that's so weird. The cinder block On a carpet. I, I, yeah.
1: And I mean, just for posterity, here's me and my third cousin, Drew Barrymore. You know, this this whole this is the whole. Uh, no, mm-hmm. that's my dad. This is the whole uh, Drew Barrymore line right here. So my mother and her line actually has John Drew Barrymore uh, in her line. Her maiden name is Drew. And uh, so we've got. Fabulous Drew that I'm playing with, which we know her past and her upbringing
0: So mm-hmm. uh oh hi Joyful June. My good friend Joyful June has joined. She said, hey hi. y'all. I've been I've been lurking in and out. So proud of y'all for putting this information out. I hope it spreads like olive oil on my salad.
1: <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's a good metaphor. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. It's much more eloquent than
0: <laughs> June. Uh- June always has them. She, I love her. She's. And I'm not going to say that's that C A R word tonight, June. It's not going to come out. It's vehicle or automobile. I'm not saying it. She makes fun what, of the way car? I say C A R. Yeah, car. we're not doing. We're we're not going there.
1: I just did car, car, <laughs> That's
0: because that's because you say car. it normal. I don't car. apparently. She's in the south. She's in the south too. So, you guys will get, car. Around just <laughs> get
2: your just <car>. splendidly. <laughs> vehicle
0: no but you know what when we were watching it if you couldn't hear the audio i'm sorry about the audio you can i'm sure if you rewind it turn it up you might be able to hear some of it but the thing is is i when i'm i always watch your dad in these old videos and there's just like this i don't know how to put my finger on it. it's like this disconnect or something like it just never seems real like it always seems like there is he doesn't even believe what he's saying in those early videos, that's what I always get from it. Like you know, until he became well rehearsed and he was on, you know, America's well, Most Wanted exactly. for twenty five years, you get to be this professional, right? But but in the in the early days, he's kind of this public figure that he's they've propped him up to be and all this stuff, and he just does not look sure of well, the things not, he's talking about.
1: Yeah, he's not he's not sure because he's new to it. And if you were a media asset, then I think that that would uh, not saying he is. I'm just saying if you were a media asset i think that that would make a lot more sense wouldn't you if you were just starting out
0: yeah yeah for sure so all right megan well two hours nine minutes it was going to be an hour <laughs> as always but you know i think that was kind of information that was good information about monahan and some of the his contacts and the people he's around and it kind of broadens the spectrum of what we've been talking about of all this this it's web crucial. that's yeah. That's very important to the to the whole narrative. And so next week we tease you a little bit with that Reve video and the aliens and the CIA. We are going to start delving into to her mom and their uh actually we you touched on with the Barrymores, well the Drews. Um yeah. so we will um we will go into that aspect of things too and there's some interesting rabbit holes that I was going through some of Lindsay's stuff before we came on. I was like Oh, yeah. what the heck am i looking at <laughs> like, this
1: well they did from Nazi so. germany so we'll just uh leave it at that one for before next week
0: <laughs> <laughs> good teaser thank you guys so much for joining us again over on Rumble. a lot of lurkers tonight thank you guys we appreciate you um a lot of people still up it's one thirty. there's people still joining over there in rumble we love you thank you so much also of course, course on the foxhole my home foxhole my family yeah. on foxhole i love everybody yeah. on foxhole it's it's that tight-knit community over there megan like i was one of the first i think 100 channels over on foxhole now they're up to like seven or 800 channels and growing like crazy love the guys that created foxhole the mats are awesome and everybody yeah. involved with that so uh I'm tomorrow sure. night the blender we do, you do? Tom- tomorrow night the blender 9 p.m yeah. and dad jokes return tomorrow so i got a whole bunch of new yeah. ones that i was i found <laughs> that i <laughs> that i can't wait to throw out there that's so it's so dumb i don't know why i look forward to that but it's like whatever
1: it's great, it's great. i highly encourage everyone oh, to go check out the blender especially for the dad jokes like i got started.
0: yeah so. okay megan i don't even know so Revex brought up something and i know this is it's about the uh, too strong stuff uh yeah megan too did you strong. see the video too strong put up about you
1: The the hit piece a week ago. I didn't watch the hit piece. Um, They during Sound of Freedom, they set me up and did the same Mm -hmm. thing and they just put out some hit piece using the Bible and uh, God. So, um, yes, thank you. I did see it. No, I didn't watch it. And it actually solidified a lot for us, didn't it, Gino? Especially Esther's father, Mm -hmm. uh, Andre Van and uh you know his connections and working potentially with my father and then we know that a lot of media and podcasts i hope this brings out a larger example for people actually i'll be that example um that a lot of online sources are paid you know they are paid Mm -hmm. for um and these guys you know i gave them a lot of trust i gave you know i i really stood behind them but um you know, I, I'm I'm personally disgusted and it's, it's a disgrace what they have done and what they've chosen. So that's really all I can say about it because I didn't give it my energy. I saw it was a hit piece. We're expecting that now. I hope everyone realizes that, especially with Epstein coming out and everything coming to a head. I actually am very thankful and I appreciate that. Uh, comment and question because people need to be aware that there's going to be a lot of hit pieces out you know she's a drug addict again yes i have a medical card we're over that like uh you know do is she crazy nope we've got all the proofs you know we've got evaluation i mean i don't have to it's actually a great place to be you don't don't even worry about megan
0: here's the thing no and megan shouldn't have to answer for any of this stuff because i'll tell you look i look i'm going to tell you this we talked earlier about how all these trolls come out on Twitter and they're saying stuff about you, all this stuff. It's its proven, if anybody wants to know the truth, the truth is there. It's Megan has been open about this from the very beginning. She hasn't hidden one single thing. I, how many people, I mean, look, even in my own personal life, I don't reveal everything about my personal life, but Megan has. Why has Megan had to do that? Because they came and stole her children. Okay? Yeah because she was doing good work because she was doing God's work. And and then you get hit pieces like this that come out and people that want to say mean things or whatever. And I'm not going after the guys from too strong. Like I don't know them personally. I don't, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I'm done. It's I told, good. I've been, I, I, I purposely will got off Twitter. Yeah. Free will. People, you can say whatever you want. It's from yeah. America. Thank God. We have free speech still kind of, <laughs> but you know what? At some point, Truth comes out. It always rises to the top. And I promise you, it will be very embarrassing for a lot of people that have been saying stuff. That day's coming. And Megan's been a warrior, a trooper, and she has, she has dealt with it with, with respect and dignity. And I've watched it personally firsthand where she ne- she doesn't go and call people names. She doesn't sit there and make a video. She could easily on Twitter. Megan could easily put a video together on Twitter and that thing would go viral in two seconds. But she doesn't. Nope, she holds it back. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of I'm sick of the trolls. I'm sick of all the the nonsense. Think about it. What would you do in her situation? Put your put her shoes on for two seconds instead of making accusations and allegations that are all false. Dig a little bit. Look into it. It's not hard to find the truth's there.
1: Well, it's also so, you know, Meg, when Megan when Megan says
0: people are paid. Yes, people are paid. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people on YouTube influencers that are paid lots of pay I don't know I don't know if these guys are I don't know them I'm not making accusations I I don't get into that stuff I don't I don't like going on Twitter and accusing people I don't know anybody personally but I know what I've witnessed and seen and I'm not thrilled with what I see I I just don't think that was necessary what happened
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not accusing either, the gains that we've seen from them, the affiliations and everything is what would lead me to assume that and, you know, from the, again, I didn't make videos, I didn't even comment anything about it because it is what it is, you know, I, I, I don't have anything to hide, you know my past is my past. Uh, from what I was brought up in, I thank God every day that I am where I am and that I'm not all those things. So I can just sit mm-hmm. in that and let the rest happen, to be honest, because I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Yeah. I Was I, you know, sex kitten programmed? Was I put around the industry? Do I have kids with different fathers? Yeah, absolutely. I do. That was a horrific time and you're programmed and you have no idea about it. And I think that you know one day i will talk more about that aspect of it but the rest of it is the cult and playbook you know it's the it's hollywood's playbook we all know that if i was you know p diddy's kid or i was somebody else that's coming out or in pop culture saying it i wouldn't be questioned in two seconds no. and everyone would be all over it and it would be even bigger than this is now but because it's john walsh and because he's man- emotionally manipulated and groomed the public as well as all law enforcement and work you know working works for the government um uh, you know then then we've got this issue here and it's been a wild thing to observe. You know, I know my truth, my children know the truth, the people that are around me and even the courts and the people doing this to us know the truth and I am going to sit in faith uh, of our Lord and I'm going to wait for justice and I'm going to keep praying protection over my children and for the salvation of my family and all involved and for this to turn in our world because it is a global and national issue that is so dark and so demonic that uh you know it's it's invading people it's it's invading our society it's being normalized it's being you know now it's it's nazi it literally is nazi like turn on your neighbor accuse your neighbor say they must have done something you don't know about or whatever the excuse is just like sending people to the camps and you know we i know history i know patterns i know history repeats itself I know the facts of my brother's case. I know my parents. I grew up with my parents. I mean, that's the wild thing. People like I, you know, people say stuff and it's like, are you like forgetting that these are my parents actually? And also with like things like the Dan Bongino clip and stuff, I was raised in media, like I know what media is, I know what PR is, I know what these different positions are, what the different handlers are, I know how you talk to each other. I know I know everything about it. And I didn't want any part of it. That's why I left everything in 2017, roughly, to be a mom and to train and to take time and heal uh you know learn first you know looking inward on my own because i wanted to be a great mother not because i had crazy stuff going on i've never been you know locked up or you know had to go to a rehab because i was on drugs right i was the like i was the jerk in all that scene because i would never do coke i wouldn't you know i started uh what is it uh students against destructive decisions sad in my in my high school you know i was like the <laughs> dd and in college, you know, for my sorority at the time, you know, so I know who I am. I know what's going on. I know that this is why they're doing it. And, you know, I also, again, grew up in media. So I know that there's going to be hit pieces, there's going to be trolls and paid people and bots and whatever else. And, you know, where I sit in this, Gino, is we're sitting here kind of tonight, giving an impression, like it's a ton of people. And I'm going to where I'm at right now is I'm so grateful for the real people in America. That's my focus. The good people of America, be the people. And I have had so much support. I was literally out doing a side job today for a couple bucks because that's what I have to do. And a woman came up to me and said, you john walsh's daughter and she said you know i followed your story and i've shared it with everyone that i can and you know this is and and that's You know, I grew up with my parents, literally, like people that, again, are criticizing the Dan Bongino or anything video. Like, I grew up where we couldn't eat a meal. We couldn't go to the bathroom. We couldn't go grocery shopping anywhere without people incessantly coming up to us. Of course, because my dad's work and what they thought was great and everything. And I was actually the one that uh, stood up for it, while my mom is the one, like, bah humbugging and... You know, walking away and being rude to fans and all that kind of stuff, which also leads me to, you know, think that she knew more about what was going on than I did, obviously, <laughs> at the time. Um, you know, my mom's always been that way, like, can't stand my father, rolls her eyes at his work, uh, you know, covertly abused us behind closed doors and in the mansion on the island. I grew up in a closet. I mean, it. you could go on for days about it. So... Um, I just hope that people are learning bigger picture things from this example. We have examples of things in life that show bigger pictures. And what my case surrounds is a huge current issue that we are dealing with, whether you want to acknowledge it, whether you want to get involved or whether you want to understand it or any of those variables, it is happening um and and it is something that we need to bring attention to i'll never stop talking out for our children and their families yeah. their children's rights issues like i grew up in children's rights and protecting children and everything and then to realize that none of it was actually protecting children uh children's rights are being violated by the second by our own government and you know talk about cognitive dissonance but You know, I had the training before. I took the time to work on myself, to be a mother and to help people in my community and elsewhere to ground these things and and to really understand them, to have the hard talks. Um, and really to be a support. I can't wait, I'm really over all of this, to be honest. I'm, I'm very over it. I am ready to be in the space of when all this comes out and we've been talking about it and doing the tra- child trafficking porn and everything that we post to get off on, but we're really not doing anything in real life about. I can't wait for this just to be over so that we can move into what have, what have we done as a society the good people of america what have we done to get ready for children that have been trafficked or children and families that are being reunited what have we actually done are we setting up you know like i was doing the farm uh, i hate that term because it's program farm but you know a community family learning farm we have to transmute these inversions and you know i was making a community family learning farm so that families could bring their kids and be in the fresh air and take a mommy and me plants a seed class and have that kid from the high school that doesn't have a place to go after school to be able to come to the farm and contribute and learn things and and get things in return and support um you know i i I uh, fight getting choked up right now because what we are doing is so wrong for our children. Mm -hmm. Our communities are responsible. We are the ones that are supposed to be providing safe and wonderful resources and outlets. Not taking children from their families. Children should have places to go, express themselves, learn. Uh, you know, volunteer, do all that within our community, but also, you know, we all have hardships in our families, in our lives, you know, I mean, think about, you know, our parents growing up in their house and, and generations before us, you know, we all have hardships. And if we really care about children, then we will be doing everything and putting our tax money, putting our efforts, putting organizations together to actually support families, to support the parent. The parents are the ones that are having financial issues or domestic abuse or substance abuse. And in the day and age that we live in now, like to really judge people and to say that they should lose their kids over that, you're looking at the parents and you're attacking your neighbor. You're not thinking at all about the child. You literally are not thinking at all about the children or child involved because that ruins their life, that changes their future and we're throwing away our own neighbors. So instead of throwing away the neighbors, taking their children and giving them to strangers and paying them with our own tax money, I mean, how much sense does that make? We need to be having in-home care. We need assistance. We need this threat of taking your children to be gone. This under the color of law needs to be abolished. It needs to be gone. Mm We have a criminal system for if there's real crimes against children, neglect, abuse, starvation, beating, any of that. But this has gotten off the Richter because of the money that it brings in. And it is destroying our children. It's destroying our families, which is the fiber of our country that was founded under God um, by good people. So... I really hope that we can start getting a little more sophisticated about this and a little deeper and a little more serious than this. It's a show. Watch the movie. Get your popcorn crap, to be honest. And I'm not saying that that's not a thing in other contexts. That's fine. But. This is a very serious issue that's getting wrapped up in it. We're getting, you know, these other things like QAnon and da da da, that isn't even real, is like the new satanic panic, you know, to distract and divert from the real issues getting solved. So, um, I just, you know, I'll, I'll end my rant there, but I just want people to start putting this stuff in perspective and, and realizing how serious this is, but also how much power uh we have over it these are in our communities actually that leaves me i didn't think of it but we do on my page if you go to twitter or you can go to protectamericanfamilies.org. we actually have a workshop i asked on twitter if people would want that and we had a huge outpouring of responses uh, so on the 14th of this month at 4 p.m i will be doing a workshop uh, hunting the hunters Uh, and it will be informing or a workshop on how to research your uh, local uh, CPS, DCO, whatever child protective rackets. Um, And so you can go to protectamericanfamilies.org and you can sign up there for the 14th. Please get your spots. Uh, as soon as you can, that it will fill up um, quickly. We're not having a large group. I want to do smaller groups. It's only ten dollars, um, you know. And and I think that that's you know, I think that it's very appropriate and timely. And um, I ask everyone to please, if you're interested, please go over and sign up. And you can actually make an impact in your local community. You can start finding out who the racket is. Um, especially if you're in small towns, it it all connects and you'll probably know some of the people as well, unfortunately. So um, that is, again, on January 14th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, You can go to protectamericanfamilies.org to sign up and uh, reserve your spot for that. But didn't know that was coming up, but this this is where we're at and we need to be educating ourselves and And actually be finding ways uh with everything that's coming uh bigger but how we can actually make this shift get in our communities get local and uh and make a difference there which is a great thing. it's an amazing thing it's it's really really cool it is get this together i think
0: i think that's something i'm glad you brought up the what happens after this when everything you know, returns to the normal is there ever going to be a normal i don't think there can be a normal after this but healing is going to be the key I, i've talked to several people about this like what is the path forward when everything does go down people are brought to justice children are being returned to their parents like where they never should have been taken from like how does that look and it there's it is going to be a massive healing people people are going to I don't even know how to contemplate it honestly, because I know how big the problem is, and but that is going to be the name of the game. It's going to be this healing with children and their and their parents and families being reunited and understanding, you know, the time that had been lost and all these. Like, there's a lot to contemplate with this. And Megan was already, you know, dealing with healing before any of this ever happened with her own family. Like, she already understands all this stuff. And, you're, and I know Megan's going to, like, I have told Megan privately that I believe she is going to be what her father was propped up to be. Like, she's actually going to be this person that is going to restore a lot of people's hope. Um, I mean, you see how articulate she is. You see how um, just an amazing, brave, courageous person she is, what she's had to endure and how she does it with dignity every day. Like, I'm so proud of you. And like, and the thing is like her courage, like folks, I don't even know how to explain it. I've never met a man or woman more courageous than her. What, which (laughs) I can't even explain it. Like I've, I've known a lot of courageous people, people that have served, you know, military, whatever it's it's incredible what this woman can do, what has, what she's done and what she's capable of and what, where she's going in the future with all this. And I just, I don't know. I'm just so proud to be your friend and I'm thankful that we, you know, have that relationship that we do.
1: And it's not black Um, and white. You know, a lot of what I do is because of the example that was set by my parents and by my father. And I will give credit where credit is due because I'm very grateful for that. Um, It definitely, you know, prepared me for this. But also when I was training and when I was doing years of meditation and, you know, uh, teaching people and doing all this craziness on the other end, it really always still has a purpose. And we were told, you know, during this, I've said it many times, and I thought it was really weird and kooky, but... Uh, you know, I was told that we will be like first responders to the events coming up in the world. And I didn't really understand what that meant until, you know, obviously being in present time um, and just, you know, realizing having these heart to hearts about what this issue is, what, Mm -hmm. how are we you know i'm really a person that's like identify the issue come up with a plan to solve it and act on that you know that's really my focus and and how i am as a person and so you know to see this stuff i really just think that for years we've been identifying it, we've been talking about it, and we really need to start implementing that plan and that action. Um, and we can't do that on, I mean, federalized anything, privatized anything, all of that and and somebody coming in and saving the day is is not what's gonna happen. And that's not the lesson under God. That wouldn't change anything mm. if that happened. So, um, and I think that we realize that we all need a change, that something has to change. And you know, this power structure, police state, all of it, you know, that's something that I had huge contention with my father for a lot of my life. Um, and and watching him do these things and and talk about it like it's something other than what it is, um, or what it was. So for me, you know, it, it's a horrific place to be in. I love my parents so much. I, my dad was my everything. So if people are like, but it's John Walsh, you know, I mean, y'all, it, it's, the levels are are deep, okay. And he was my my everything to a detriment, uh, and that's where the control and the abuse and and everything that personally was going on happened. Um, but otherwise, you know, in terms of the public, I do care about my country. I care about children and families, and you know, I am not responsible, you know, I can love my parents, I can forgive them and everything, but I'm not responsible for their actions, whatever that may be. And I do believe that you know, everyone should be held accountable, especially within this realm of child trafficking or exploitation of children um, and things like that. And when we've asked questions and we've asked people to have meetings or to come forward or address these things for the American public, especially given the amount of money they're given, the authority they're given, all of that, and to have the National Center be absolutely silent and ignore me when I'm the reason between me and my brother that they exist and have a job and have a salary or have any power that they do um, is it should be telling in itself. Never mind my parents uh, and the media blackout. There's been a complete media blackout. So if you all can, put, if people can't put this together, that I'm literally trying to gracefully give you everything. Mm-hmm. People want to, you know, it's has been all the different avenues and, oh, we haven't seen proof of this or, oh, da, 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 or does this go on? And, you know, is the media covering said, do they really give us the story? What is, you know, this? every variable I've tried to, you know, show in real time, whatever does, not saying everything, but what correlates to, you know, what I know or have experienced or any of that I have come forward. And that's our duty as, as humans Absolutely. under God and citizens of this country
0: yeah. um
1: i would have been reporting a lot more if i wasn't in fear of my life to make mm-hmm. these reports so anyone can make reports if you want to make reports about what's going on you can definitely do that just ask my dad you can call his hotline with ashley <laughs> moody the ag that's ignoring us also you can call their crime stoppers line and report any uh, crime that you want then you might get a cash reward so uh You know, anyways, I
0: digress. I just, I'm glad you touched on that because I meant to say that earlier. I mean, it's very telling who wants to discuss this and who doesn't. And, and I, we've never heard anything from your father regarding this issue. Not one thing, not one public statement, nothing in an article. No, nothing.
1: I would love to. Lawsuit.
0: No lawsuit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. None of that. The media hasn't touched it with the 10 foot pole. We've contacted, I can tell you, I'll name names. Steve Bannon's war room. His director, yeah. the the guy that directs the show, I literally texted him several times. I got zero response back. We've contacted Fox News. We've contacted all the major papers. I just sent out. I didn't even tell you this, Megan. I sent two more articles out last or um, request to people in USA Today that are investigating the whole CPS thing. And I've I have emailed them at least I think it's two or three times, and they're the team that's <laughs> an ongoing investigation, and they haven't that's returned right. my email. Like It's, it's just a I, It's a I don't societal
1: know. grift. Like, we are going to put out this and we're going to keep it all, uh, so we can make organizations and we can make ads and we can make campaigns and we can get money, 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 but we're never, and it'll look like we're doing things, mm-hmm. but we're never going to actually address the head of the snake and cut it off. I mean, and and I understand that that's maybe not easy for people, or people have fear about that. But that's exactly what empowers these people, or what allows that. You know, this addiction to suffering, this uh, this death programming that we've had on society, where even if somebody oh they blew the whistle and they're not here anymore, ooh like that's not okay. That's not okay. Like that's a sickness in our mm-hmm. society. A very very stinky. Sickness. Okay. It's it's, it's really bad. Um, and wishing death on people and everything. If more people actually cared about this and looked at it, the National Center is Epstein. It is Hillary Clinton. It is Haiti. It is media. It is the global and national trafficking. It works hand in hand with CPS, uh, all the legislation, uh, the databases, making, pro- I mean, any angle you look at this. And I would love to have a discussion with anyone about where I'm wrong. Like I would love to go like, Oh, phew. Okay. That's not happening like that. But then you take my children and my life and you torment me daily where I have to live in fear of my life. You make it so that I can't work. You do the exact playbook of the industry um, and of abuse of, of DARVO. So
0: one more uh, organization I'd, I won't mention by name, but um, they tell you to be courageous and come forward and tell things, and then they'll expose people. And hmm, I don't know. I haven't had much luck with them either.
1: Yeah, I mean we have to be careful. A lot of organizations are taking in people's stories and taking in their cases and everything to either prop push, you know, um, you know, put themselves bigger and prop prop is what the word I'm looking for prop themselves up or it's to then later discredit. We have a lot of infiltrators in the CPS Mm -hmm. uh, arena and movement. It's not a movement. This is a humanitarian issue. If it's a um, movement,
0: it's stalled out. It's not moving.
1: It's not moving and it's not ever been a movement. This is a humanitarian issue that has been decades long and it's worked its way up to this Um, and we have to understand that. I mean, uh, and so we do have infiltrators in that we do have, you know, people ignoring things and that should say a lot. I Megan, mean, how many Project times silence is guilt, right?
0: Megan, that's how many point? times, how many times have we thought we had someone that's ready to take the story and run with it? How many times?
1: Project it's, Veritas has known since the week it happened. James O'Keefe, he even sent reporters saying mm-hmm. that he was going to do a whole expose, expose everything um crickets tucker carlson was given all our information a week before the whole yeah Fox we thought
0: tucker's yeah tucker's actual um what was it his producer i think we had emailed and talked yeah, and to and i mean or, yeah, i'm not yeah, like outing
1: somebody We're no just no tucker
0: like nothing against tucker to yeah. no one's touching it no one wants to deal with it no it one just gets swept it. under the carpet under the red carpet of hollywood i guess uh, RevX said, I wonder if Tim Poole would be willing to give Megan a platform to share her Tim story. Tim Pool
1: is a media asset. He's a show. Look at Eliza Blue. We already outed her. She was representing the National Center for Missing Exploited Children while she was out talking about her pedophile utopia. So look up Eliza Blue. Anyone, please contact the National Center and ask them if they'd like to make a statement about their influencer at the time, Eliza Blue on other interviews promoting a child sex utopia where the community decides whether a child's ready or not to have sex with an adult. We already outed her. I just simply went on my Twitter and asked who she was because everyone told me I should keep getting in touch with this girl and I asked who she was and I had a Beyonce beehive on my Twitter like last year where there's hundreds Mm -hmm. of comments telling me off and everything just like a paid influencer would Mm -hmm. have backed by the National Center and Elon Musk. And she got outed to death after that. And, and it was all a grift. And Tim Poole had her on. He even went on and did the whole um, uh, damage control for her afterwards. He, They were, Tim Pool and them were the paid pr tim Pool came out and said oh she, there's paid pr to slander her and make her do all this kind of stuff when they were the paid pr for this entire grift whole thing and i i won't go into because we're at the end of the show but you know we have to start that's again paid influencers i don't mean to go off and i wish tim pool the best i don't have anything against people i'm not trying to help people, but they need to get right and they need to be more diligent about what they're doing um and everyone ignored that eliza blue scenario with her connected to the center it's what they do they groom influencers um, if you put in the national center at missing kids in twitter you'll see all different young influencers tweeting their stuff and everything or making videos. And that's what they do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay. So since we're on a subject, let's just end with this. Let's play the Bon Gino. I'll still go
1: on Tim pool, by the way. I I know you would, you know know me, I go, I will go on any podcast. Mm -hmm. I will go talk with anyone because we have hard questions. I don't mind looking at them and asking the hard questions, but most of all, because I know that their audiences are the good people of this country. And Gino, you know I've said that from day one where mm-hmm. I'm going on JAKO and Nicholas Benyamin and any all these different things. And Nino I said,
0: Rodriguez, you've been on all of them. You've been you know, on all the everything. big ones. And I yeah. said
1: I don't care because the people are what matters. The, mm-hmm. They're viewers that support them. And why haven't all of them gotten together with their resources and pulled their resources together to get a, a good lawyer or get a team or get some media out about this to you actually expose the root of it to end what they say is the one thing that matters. Remember, it's all about the children. It's all about the children. So I'm just very confused personally. I'm very hurt. I have actually lost my entire life and more than my life. I've lost my children. My child, my baby is currently being sold by John Walsh is currently trafficking children in America, but (laughs) You know, cognitive dissonance, and, guys. And here's the, <laughs> tonight. Megan,
0: a lot of people are conf- would be confused by that statement. Well, how's he trying? Oh, he's trafficking out. Can you explain just a little bit what that means, trafficking no, your child? No, I'm no, not going to. Okay. No, I'm
1: not. I'm sw- I'm, I have exhausted myself. I have put out every bit of information. If you.
0: Mm, you froze up. Megan, you there? Internet's good here. It must be her Internet. All right. Well, she's frozen up. I'm going to go ahead and play the Dan Bongino clip. This was Megan at an event down in South Florida. Oh, gosh, it's probably been six months now. And Dan Bongino walked by and Megan said this. I want to on introduce time. myself. I Megan Walsh. To I'm the daughter of John Walsh. Yeah. Oh, John and I speak Walsh. Out our I child ran into John in um, uh, La so Forquettens. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, th- You've got uh, your brother, oh, right? Yes,
1: Adam Walsh. Oh. And Callahan is my Callahan. brother. Callahan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're currently trafficking my <laughs> children behind closed doors, <laughs> and no one would pay attention to us. I speak <laughs> out about our government sanctioned <laughs> child
0: trafficking through CPS. And we're chairing Hold on one second. Oh, watch I'm running a little late for this speech. I just want to, just to introduce my myself, and
1: thank you for what you're doing. I hope maybe we can connect in the future and talk about our American families and American childhoods. us. I will, it's sir. It's on the
2: website.
1: God bless. In I will. I
2: will.
1: Thank you. Please subscribe.
0: So that was Megan talking with Dan Bongino. And it the look in his eyes, and I know in that video it wasn't very clear, but there's other videos you can watch where it's a little more clear. And you see his eyes just kinda of dumbfounded when he found out that, you know, she wasn't gonna like prop up John Walsh as this hero because he had, you know, hung out with them and thought he was such a great guy. But she emailed, we've emailed, and pretty much crickets. <laughs> Again. So another person that says, oh yeah, let, let us know. We'll talk about it. No. No one wants to touch it. So I don't know what's going on with Megan's internet. I'm looking for a text from her. I didn't hear anything. So I don't know if you can hear me, Megan, but we're going to go ahead and end the show. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate you. Uh, we will be back next Saturday night, same time. I think we're going to start a little later, probably 1115-ish, because we've been late every week. So we'll just start a little later, and that way we can uh – start on time we'll call it on time so thanks again rumble foxville tomorrow night the blender live at uh let's see nine o'clock tomorrow eastern standard time have a great night god bless and take care